Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mia O'Brien. My nose just decided to start bleeding. And Leon Searcy. Now you're yeah. just talking Tom yeah. Foolery. Yeah. yeah. No tomfoolery, man. No tomfoolery. This is for real. This is it. Duval, December, January. Meaningful football games, and we are playing for it all with the AFC South tomorrow night. Uh, This station, this building, is buzzing. I don't think that's an exaggeration. The city, everywhere you go, is buzzing. And it's time to stamp out the Tennessee Titans. That's what it is. It's time to take back the AFC South. Now, I say that, and I look at Leon, I'm like, have we ever owned it? When we say take it back, have we ever owned it? Well, not in a long, long, long time since he was wearing 72 uh, in teal. So we're going to talk a bunch of playoffs today. We have got our pop-off line. I would love some smack talk that really should, if we could get every one of them to start with or end with, suck it, Mike Vrabel, that would be fine with me. So, pop-off line is open. Modella moment. You can make it yours. 207-7071. And we will have our rock and roll theme that I'll throw out here in just a second. But let's just start with DeMar Hamlin. And everyone has reacted to this on social media as soon as they heard the news. But, J.J., a round of applause for that medical team up there at the University of Cincinnati and for DeMar Hamlin just now. We're talking rallying, man. This guy has basically sat up, said, take the breathing tube out, and let's go. And, Leon, what an emotional thing for him to be able to FaceTime his team. And what an emotional thing for the Buffalo Bills to be able to to hear that as well. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, we were. I know I was always, I was definitely devastated by the fact that uh, that this kid collapsed on the football field. Mm-hmm. Of all the stuff, you listen, you know that you know what comes along with the territory when you play football. You know, you have your bumps, your bruises, you're going to have your aches, your pains, or whatever. But never have I ever experienced someone collapsing, having to be resuscitated. So as long as I'm a player, that's going to always be in the back of my mind that I saw this kid collapse on the field and had to be resuscitated back to life, so, uh, sort of say. Uh, not sort of say, that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. uh, so, yeah, so it, it's, you know, it was good to see that he was, um, uh, you know, um, they had him on, I think they had him on a Zoom call. Yeah. He, you know, he was, he had the thumbs up. He was interacting with the players. He told them that he loved them and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm sure it was terrible because, listen, uh, 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 those guys in the locker room, they have a fond appreciation and admiration and love for one another. And when the guy goes down the way he went down, all you do, because you get to know his family, his friends, his relatives, and all that kind of stuff, you know they were definitely affected. So to see him moving about and in conversation uh, has got to do your heart well for not only the Buffalo Bills fan base, but just the NFL and hold the NFL family that loves this game so much. That just happened. Brought to you by 
Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I know a lot of people in this town sometimes like to ride the Jaguars about, ah, your social team, ah, you can't do anything right on or off the field. Well, I will tell you this. Just as the NFL released a memo announcing the various ways that the 32 NFL teams could honor DeMar Hamlin this weekend in their Week 18 games, the Jaguars social team just posted a video. They are painting the field as we speak. We'll get into the teal part of things in a second, mm-hmm. but the Jaguars are the first NFL team that will have the number three for DeMar Hamlin That's awesome. on the field tomorrow night. Yeah, that, it's awesome. And, and heck, uh, I'm trying to think who it was. It was Ryan Clark uh, that showed up on, on an ESPN set uh, with a number three jersey. I can't imagine what the jersey sales uh, of, a, of a three Bills jersey is right now. I'm sure it's popped up quite a bit, which is cool. Well, you know, I, I'll be interested to see how the Buffalo Bills play after seeing something like that. Because, uh, listen, we're we're on the outside looking in. I mean, we're affected because mm-hmm. we saw it on TV. But those guys that are on the field that actually saw it's the difference between you watching it on TV yeah. and seeing it on TV than being on the field and seeing your teammate collapsing right in front of you, them trying to resuscitate them. So I'm going to be very interested to see will the tackling or the – all, all the all the effort and the pursuit mm. that's put into football, mm. will that come into play or will there be some hesitation by the Buffalo Bills in some aspects because of what they saw? And I, my, my answer to that is that the one time you worry about getting hurt, that's yeah. when you get I hurt. I think that's what the message you will got, be. You've got to play the game all out and put your body on the line because if you don't, that's the best way you get hurt. That's where the danger comes in. Yeah, no doubt yeah. about it. Um, I, I agree with you completely. I, I will say this: the one thing I've been thinking about for the last three or four days with 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 Demar's entire situation and what happened and how it happened on such a national moment and such a a, a a time when it's prime time, everybody's watching, mm-hmm. and then because of social media, everybody can see it. Even if you're not a football fan, you can see the video of it. Um, I love how it kind of brought everybody together, man. That's what mm-hmm. I loved about it, mm-hmm. and it's just I, you know. Maybe that's kind of like a little kickstart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a little bit of a kickstart where everybody's brought together, everybody's good again, except for Saturday night in that stadium. You don't mm-hmm. like the guys in the well, light, uh, light blue. The mayo the, eaters. Yeah. The mayo eaters. No, but no. other than that, I'm, no, honestly. It's seriously, cheap it's, mayonnaise, it's, too, I think it's, it is very cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I, think it was, I think it was really cool how it kind of brought everybody together because we got so much going on in this country about everybody's on one side or the other, and it kind of just got everybody focused on well, one thing, and it was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most interesting thing about what you, you were talking about, a lot of people don't have the privilege of understanding the social dynamics of a locker room, all right? Uh, you, you know, you talk about how the country's crazy and this, mm-hmm. this, that, whatever. The one thing about the locker room is th- there's a fond respect for race, nationality, you know, you know, your preference in politics, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. De- we don't take it to heart right. because we all brothers. Right. You know, we're going to argue. We're going to argue. We're going to fuss. We're going to fight. We're going to hug at the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not all of us get along, but but that's cool. But I, but then the one thing that we do collectively is that we get together and we find a way to kick some ass on Sunday. Collectively. That's the thing I'm, I'm just saying. You just said we get together collectively, collectively. and find a way. And find a way to there kick ass. That's yeah, what I'm that's, that's the most awesome that's thing about, about it. Right? That's the dynamics of the locker room. You go through all that stuff that's... You might bicker here back and forth, but when when it's time to line up, put the pants on and the shoulder pads, and go after some people, we don't have no problem with that. It's like like 
It's like a biker game, so to say. It, it, it's, it really is it cool. Is. It, and we said it the other day. We do a lot of military and, and, and mm-hmm. sports comparisons or whatever. And, and in this case, you know, you've heard the term foxhole. Well, mm-hmm. it is in a lot of ways you've got to trust the person next to you. You've got to trust mm-hmm. the person on the other side of the locker room. You've got to trust the starter, the best player, and the, and, and the guy that is 53rd on a 53-man roster. You've got to trust all of them, and you come together, like you said. And the one beautiful thing that has happened, at least it seems like it has, is Doug Peterson's formed that 53. Mm-hmm. He has formed that 53 to where they are now doing <clears throat> what you're talking about. We had a saying in the locker room right before a big game and everything. We would come in the locker room and say, if you're scared, go to church. <laughs> if you're scared, go to church. Because right now, right now, within 24 hours, you're going to be lining up against your rival, your nemesis, the team that has just suffocated you over the last decade. All that's going to be fused in, and you're going to go out there for 60 minutes and let it all hang out. It's not the last decade. No, it's, no, no. It's like, well, yeah, it's well, the like last, really, really for the history of your franchise. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's what we, 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 we used to say that when you come in the locker room. Don't come in here scared now. If you're scared, go to church. We ain't got time. Listen, you pray after the game. Yeah. Right now, we're not praying for it. It's like, predator. Been, it's like predator. Yeah, I ain't got we, time to bleed. We ain't got time to bleed. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> now, getting to the game, it's a six-and-a-half-point line. At least that's where it's been hovering. Started at seven, been hanging at six-and-a-half. Mike DiRocco, one of our buds, has got the story with the headline that very simply reads, how the rivalry between the Jaguars and Titans began in 1999. And he goes straight to, well, that battle that you were – a part of, mm-hmm. on the field, January of 2000, right here, a home game for the AFC Championship game, and he relives it and paints the picture as far as how it happened. And in a lot of ways, and this is two decades plus yeah. past that timeline, well, gets a chance to finally uh, well, make some of your own history. I, I remember when I got juiced up about the Titans because I really, my notion was I really wasn't thinking about the Titans, to be quite honest with you, because I always fed into my team. But I remember where I was when I, I absolutely hated the Titans. Okay, I was in the training room, all right? The game was on. It was the Titans against the Cleveland Browns. And there was a guy named Javon Curse who was just working Orlando Brown, working him. I'm talking about beating – he beat him for about three sacks, just just running around him and just running – and making Orlando Brown look bad. I remember sitting there watching the games, and my teammates came up to me and said, Sirs, that freak, bro. You gonna be, <laughs> they had the audacity do a mitigated goal to think that a rookie was going to get after the big fella. And that just enraged me. Wow. I mean, I had a, I, I, that, that's where it came from for me. Cause my teammates was like, it ain't like, you know, when I was in Pittsburgh, when they came after me about Reggie white, yeah. you know, I can understand Reggie, but when you, you're talking about a rookie, <laughs> I don't care how dynamic he is. I know he went to Florida and all that kind of stuff, but he ain't about to do that to me. Oh, that, that so, that's what juiced me up. That's where I became. I love it. That's I the swear. core. That's yeah, the that, core of the hate. That's the core of my hate right oh, now. Oh, yeah. That's good. All right. Now, listen. 207-7071. Where's the core of your hate? You can talk trash to Tennessee today on the pop-off line. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Now, as we set up our Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday. Now, I'm trying to think of different ways to come at it because we've done New Year's and Christmas and all these other things. But how about your... Your, your rock anthems that you will have at your tailgate tomorrow, Ooh. okay? Your rock anthems that you will have. We're talking, Mia, they're going to be all over tailgaters where the kickoff show will originate. They're going to be over at the slab. There's going to be so much going on. 
and there's going to be parties everywhere. What's on your rock playlist when you're tailgating tomorrow? You can give them to JJ, 641-1010. It's, I guess, our playoff or get to the playoffs version of Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday. So just give them to us. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're sticking to rock, but I'm sure that there'll yeah. be oh, yeah. plenty of uh, plenty of other music well, being played as well. well. You got, you got I, I, I don't know. Is there going to be a certain song that was that was created in 1999 post-game, not before the game? Is there a certain song that yeah. – uh, Oh, oh, that I, I know, know. we're, we're going to play yeah. at least once or twice on this program here probably, today. Probably, probably. But you, let's, that's not really heavy metal, I don't know metal, if we should actually. jinx it. Yeah, let's not. Uh, uh, let's not. What are you guys worried about jinxes Jesus. for? Jinx. Yeah. It's the ultimate jinx song. Come on, oh, it's man. Not. Jinx. <laughs> Stop. They're you, the better you know you team. Sound like, you sound like my old teammates on the defensive side of the ball. They're the better team. <laughs> like Beasley, Beasley. They're playing at home. Exactly. They're playing at night Thank in you. front of a crazy crowd on national television. They're winning the game. Stop with the jinx. Yeah, yeah. the defense. Oh, you know the defense side of the ball always says that. You know, Cersei and them made that song. Reason why we lost. No, Steve McNair's uh, um, forearm shiver is the reason why y'all lost the game. And Steve McNair is not playing under center for the Tennessee Titans. In fact, Ryan Tannehill is not playing under center. Y'all kind of struggled second half on offense too. So you know, yeah, we did. It's the astronaut getting ready for an ass kicking is what it is, okay? That's what's happening right now is that Josh Dobbs is coming in and we're going to find out whether or not uh, this team can can rally to the ball and, and just basically ragdoll him the way Derrick Henry has ragdolled this defense in years past. By the way, Leon, we're still getting submissions on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, mm-hmm. 641-1010. Some tattoo parlors. Oh, yeah. Nice. Bring them. They're reaching out. Bring it. They're reaching mm-hmm. out. This one is a – We've got a lifetime Jags fan who's excited to meet you. His name is Travis. He owns Mr. Tattoo. He will tattoo Leon for free if he wants one. And he mm-hmm. sent us all their information. Okay. I'm, I'm cool with yeah, it. Yeah, stand in line, man, because there's about five or six yeah. of them right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you're gonna, you're, you know what you're, I'm going to do? I'm going to do. I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to put them in a. Uh, Best and last offers. What you I'm going to put. Now, nah, nah, they've got to include cigar smoke in it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, Travis, we're, we're, if you're we're listening, doing? you need to confirm with us on the text line the, the state of the cigar smoking. Yeah, because that's that's the only way I'm going to be. Does it know. need to include Wingstop, too? No, 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 no right. Wingstop. Right. Actually, that's kind of our request. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what we'll do to make it fair, so uh, we'll put it in a nice little, uh, you know, and we'll draw. I'll draw, and long as it's tattoo cigar, I'm good. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, now, we got uh, the, the tentacles of the game. Where is it going to come from? All right? What have you put your head on the pillow, and dreamed about as a Jaguar fan. How's it going to go down? Now, look, we've got two weeks of this, okay? Two weeks of this because you have, let's get the AFC South back in our midst Saturday night, and then you get to talk playoffs from that point on. Now, this has a postseason feel. This is a playoff game. You might as well call it that. Heck, when the CFP, uh, college football playoff, was unfolding, everyone referred to as Championship Saturday as a, as a mini playoff game. That's what this is. You are trying to win the AFC South. So anyway, what is in your football dreams? How does it go down? What is it going to take? What superstar do you see rising up making it all happen? You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. Jump on that. Now, the NFL has said that Bills-Bengals game finally is officially canceled. Over. Not coming back. And so now you've got these – variations of what could happen. Bengals and Ravens Saturday, Sunday, they moved it up to a 1 o'clock kick. Bengals win. They've got the AFC North. 
they could have had that if they'd been able to play one more game. But it just so happens now things could get a little crazy. If the Ravens were to win, they'd be looking at a coin flip of where the host spot would be for these two teams. It's just nuts what has happened. The NFL owners, I'm not sure when they're voting, but they're going to vote at some point today over the possibility of having a neutral site championship game if certain things fall uh, on week 18, which includes you know mainly the Bills and the Bengals games. And so how it reads right now, and honestly, I, I'm not a fan of any of this right now, just as far as trying to figure out if they're going to rely on a stinking vote to figure this out. But the AFC Championship game proposed neutral site scenarios. Bills versus Chiefs. If they had it, that would mean both Buffalo and Kansas City would win this week. That means Buffalo plays New England. Kansas City plays who? The Raiders. Uh, Both would win, and then you would have that scenario. Buffalo and Kansas City lose in Week 18, and Baltimore wins. You would have that scenario. Bills, Bengals versus the Chiefs. You'd have to have both Buffalo and Kansas City lose, and Cincinnati win. I'm not sure that this is probably not necessary, but they're going to have to vote on it. I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's, it I doesn't make any so, sense. I mean, it's I, also not necessary because, of, I mean, this team's going to be hosting the AFC Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, you there, you there you go. There you go. I mean, I, I just go back to what JJ and I have been saying for the past two days, which is, listen, we knew DeMar Hamlin wasn't out of the woods. We now know he is. He mm-hmm. did FaceTime with the Bills team in their morning meeting this morning. He gave them a flex bicep. Mm-hmm. He is on his way to recovering, which is awesome. I understand the past few days we didn't have that reassurance. But at the same time, like, why is this taking so long? And now they like, got to get the- And where is Roger Goodell? Well, he has come out with the statement, but now we're looking at an owner vote. 32 owners have to vote on this. And I'm pretty sure it's either two-thirds or three-fourths. I think it's two-thirds. I'm not positive. I need to look that up. But that's what we're looking at as a scenario if this goes down. Now, if the Ravens win- Sunday versus the Bengals, then you would have that potential wild card matchup. Bengals would be the three seed, Ravens would be the six seed. But how about the idea that they would use a coin flip to determine the home team? Now, that's where I just call BS. Okay. You can't say one team is a division champ and the other team is a, a wild card team and then coin flip as to where that game is played. Can you? I don't think. How, how, how does that make sense? I don't get that at all. Like the Ravens could potentially be a host wild card team. That doesn't make any sense at all. And so I guess they're just sitting here kind of scratching and calling, trying to figure it out. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you just don't – just you vacate the game and everything moves it's, forward. It's been vacated. It's not that difficult. Well, yeah, you say that. It's been vacated. Yeah. No, but now, I mean like, no, I mean like literally <clears throat> let the season play out and you go by winning percentage. Right. What's so difficult about that? Well, if, if they would have said that, that would have been fine. I would have totally agreed with it. I think we all would have totally agreed with it. But they ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> they make the simplest thing so difficult. Yeah. Just go by the the percentage, the, the winning percentage, and then and ride it out. Uh, listen to me. It's You're a talking... rare event. Yeah. Just everybody deal with it. That's right. all. Exactly. And, and honestly, I, I'm 100%. I'm not objecting. I'm not saying don't think. I'm, I'm totally agreeing. Right, right. But the flipping NFL has made a scenario where if the Ravens win over Cincinnati – then you could have a coin flip to determine the home team. <laughs> Makes zero no sense. sense at all. Okay, but that's where they and are. And it could easily be tug of war. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, to give I you a or the Kansas Tiger. Yeah. Uh, or, or like arm wrestling or anything. Thumb wrestling. Or, or Chuck Bud Lights, honestly. You, you, you take that, yeah, that little thing that you would use to carry on your keychain, pop the top of it, 
open it up and just see how how quickly it goes down. Who throws the can down first? Meanwhile, to give you some perspective of what else is going around week 18 across the National Football League, uh, just announced that Mike White is out Sunday for the Jets, which they've already been been eliminated. Joe Flacco will start Mm -hmm. uh, against the Miami Dolphins, who will be led by Skylar Thompson. And again, the Dolphins are still alive for a playoff spot. If they win, they're in. Right. And with Teddy Bridgewater and Tua Tagovailoa out, yes, they are down to their third stringer. It will be Skylar Thompson versus Joe Flacco. So that's the the type of uh, the rest of the landscape outside of the win and in AFC South championship game here in Duval tomorrow night. You know, the, the thing that the NFL wanted more than anything else is to have the thrill of week 18 play out the way most seasons have. Well, it just so happened this injury Monday night changed everything. And now all of a sudden everyone's trying to figure out scenarios and coin flips and and neutral sites and all this crap that's going on. But the teams that are still in contention entering this week right now, if you go back in time, it's one of the best that we've been treated to. In 1982, there were 22 teams going into the final weekend that had a chance. Now, there were less than the teams we have right now, so that was pretty dang good if you go back and think about that. But 2022, this season, there are 19 teams going into this final weekend with playoff scenarios and still something to play for. That's pretty good. That's what you're looking for. And the Steelers, that doggone Mike Tomlin, he's got a chance to win another winning season if he beats the Cleveland Browns. We did this segment on helmets and heels, and I don't think we've done it here, so I'm going to ask you guys the question. Uh, Who is more inevitable? i got three names for you. Mm -hmm. Mike Tomlin, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. More uh, inevitable that they are going to somehow, some way, find a way to make the postseason. All right. As, as much as I try and throw dirt on Tommy, I'm going to take Tommy off of that list first just because of you know how it has gone of late. But Aaron Rodgers, they, he's another one. It's improbable yeah, as heck. That scenario that you had four games ago, have they won four straight? I think yes. that's what it is. Yeah. Or, or they close out with four. Whatever it is, they've got that. They beat the Lions and they're in scenario. I think that might be their fourth. But anyway, they went well, down. And, and, and beat the Dolphins down in, in Miami. That was one that people didn't expect. Uh, they pounded the Vikings. They're red hot right now. But, no, I don't know that I'd count him out. Uh, and Mike, Mike Tomlin. How- yeah, yeah. I was going to say Mike Tomlin. Yeah. I mean, because with on the dirt on the Steelers midway through the season, they were off. They were yeah. terrible. Offensive line, deep. You had T.J. White. He was out because of an injury. Yep. And now back-to-back. Your Kenny Pickett's not back-to-back game-winning drives to mm-hmm. get them in the game. This team has been driven by his defense virtually the whole season. And now, well, Kenny Pickett's against uh, the Ravens and against the uh, Las, Las Vegas uh, Raiders, back-to-back game-winning drives to win the game. So, the Steelers right now were 8-8, eight and eight, and they got a home game against Cleveland. Yeah, There's no way they're losing that game. It's Absolutely no way losing that game. The Packers are dangerous, man, I'm telling you. You know why? Because the last few times we've, we've watched them, mm-hmm. it's not just that Aaron Rodgers is now – getting hot. It's not that he's Christian Watson starting to feel better and he's confident. That defense is playing better. Mm-hmm. So, I, to me, that's a dangerous team, man. They've done it before where they've gone on the road and went and gotten to the Super Bowl. So, I I you know, I wouldn't be shocked at all about yeah, that. They, they 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 got to the Super Bowl as as a wild yeah. card like you said yeah. and won the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, on the road, man. <clears throat> and you got a guy like that, a quarterback like that? Yeah, uh, that's a dangerous Who's guy. driven? Yeah. Who's driven because Golly. we had ridden them off too. Yep. Mm-hmm. In terms of who I don't want to see in the super in the playoffs, excuse me, it's the Packers if I'm in the NFC. Yeah. But I do think in terms of 
how the heck do you keep doing this? Like this, like how does he keep getting away with this? It has to be Tomlin. I mean, you look at last year, they needed for the Colts to lose to the two win Jaguars to make the postseason, and they did last yeah, year. Yeah. And now you watch. They'll find a way again this year. It, it's, it's All right, now let's play the other side of this coming up in just a second because who the Jaguars will, will see, might see, want to see, this is something we've all talked about, and there's a team that looks like, at least according to Vegas, is laying down, laying down this weekend so they can play Jacksonville instead of somebody else. Let's set that up coming up here in just a second. It's XL Primetime, Big Hair, Heavy Metal Friday. We want your playlist from your tailgate you can call them your stadium anthems whatever they are but let's just rock it on a friday as we're a day away from the jags claiming the afc south we saved you a seat it's lunch with leon on 1010xl brought to you by Wingstop. It's Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday, but we are accepting all types of rock because we want to know what you will be rocking out to at your pregame at the bank tomorrow ahead of Jaguars-Titans Week 18, the AFC South Championship game. And we got some good suggestions coming on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. All I know is I can roam, all right? I've been known to roam. And if I can move through tailgaters parking, over to the rail cars, through Lot E, then make my way over to J and see, I guarantee you, I will hear so many different anthems. So let's hear what you got on your playlist. Six four one ten ten. You can hit the text line. Designed by Lifetime and Close. I know I got a Rome too. I'm already yeah. seeing tweets joking that the lines have already started <laughs> in the parking lots. Uh, for what it's worth, I know that the uh, the external commercial lots those open at one o'clock tomorrow for an eight fifteen kick. The Jaguars lots open a little bit later, yeah. but I know that they're going to be getting down there early at the bank. So uh, make sure you get there early and get in your seats early too. But let's roam. Joe C, Matt Hayes, Leon, and JJ from the NFL ranks to the college football world because uh, we do have a national championship to discuss now? coming up on Monday. And who better to talk to than one Mike Griffith? Now, yeah. another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. You get them on the SEC network, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's dog nation, Mike Griffith. Griff! How are we feeling ahead of uh, Georgia's back-to-back national title game appearance? Right. Feeling good. Thanks. Appreciate the call. Yeah, a lot of excitement around Georgia football right now, for sure. Nice, easy commute for you uh, for the Peach Bowl this past uh, this past playoff weekend. Walk us through emotions, being in the press box, covering that game between Ohio State and Georgia. Well, I mean, I'd started to work on my story of an Ohio State win uh, right at the end of the third quarter. You know, the Buckeyes had outscored Georgia 10-0 in the third quarter and built a two-touchdown lead. And, you know, there'd never been a team in a CFP championship game that had come from 14 down in the fourth quarter to win. And, uh, you know, everything seemed to be working right for Ohio State until Marvin Harrison Jr. got knocked out of that game. Real pivotal play in the back of the end zone. A call was targeting, and then it was reversed. Led to a field goal instead of a touchdown. And, really seemed to change the momentum. Hey, Griff, so I've been talking about this for a while. I wrote about this today in Saturday Down South, and I want to get your thoughts on it. So Georgia lost 15 guys to the draft, 14 to the portal. That's 29. 29 guys from the roster last year, 32% of the 85 scholarship guys. Uh, in, in an age of offense where offense is everything, where the vertical passing game and the quarterback is everything, they're winning with it. They've won 20, 20 out of 29 games with a former walk-on. Um, if they win and they beat TCU, Will this be considered, and I think it will be, 
the the best back to back championship in the modern era of college football. Well, you comparing it against what 2011, 2012, Alabama, Alabama, and, Alabama which and didn't have Nebraska to, in the nineties, yeah, right? which, which didn't have to go through the, the playoff, obviously, which basically Correct. kept four and five stars on their roster. Didn't have to have, didn't have to worry about people stealing them. And, the and then Nebraska didn't have to play in the Big Twelve championship game. Didn't have to play right. in a playoff and. They got lucky because Florida, Florida State, Miami saw Tommy Frazier and said, ah, he can't play quarterback. And then Nebraska got him, and away they went. Well, I mean, two things. I mean, I think, you know, it cements Kirby Smart. I, I think he's already a Hall of Famer, Matt. I think it cements him as the first ballot. I, I wish we had coordinators in the Hall of Fame because what Todd Munkin has done is just unbelievable. It, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, to, as to your point, to do it with a, a walk-on that no other Power 5 school wanted um, you know, with, with, with reason, frankly, I mean, <laughs> the execution hasn't been perfect. I mean, last week, I mean, you know, Georgia punted away essentially 14 points with bad quarterback play, you know, an interception that, you know, deep in the territory, uh, a, 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 an incorrect uh, read and poor throw on a lateral from the three yard line that backed him up, uh, you know, freshman mistake, taking a sack from the 30 and taking your team out of field goal range. I mean, that stuff's not supposed to happen on championship teams. But with all the weapons that Georgia has, I mean, how many teams can go and find a guy that had three catches all year long, all year, and he has three catches for 127 yards, including a 76-yard touchdown? That's Arian Smith, who might be the fastest player in the country, by the way. And he hadn't even been playing. That's how deep the talent is. That's how many options. They got another guy, Kenny McIntosh. He's only the third player since 2000 in the SEC to have 500 yards rushing, 500 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns. Why haven't you heard about him? Because we all write about the same guy all the time, right? We're all in love with the fairy tale. We're not writing about the real players that are making the difference. And, and the play calls, which, which are remarkable. For Stetson Bennett to go 10 to 12 for 190 yards in the fourth quarter after being one of four for 17 yards in the third quarter, I mean, that's Munkin dialing it in, man. Now, Mike, I, I, I got to admit, watch, before the game, I just thought Georgia was going to slaughter Ohio State. I, I just knew that that defense was just going to suffocate him but he was able to move the ball. He was able to throw some touchdowns. He was able to move move in the pocket and make some nice throws on that. Where do you think Georgia or Kirby Smart uh, learned from the, the game against Ohio State moving forward against TCU? Well, they already knew. They, they already knew that Ohio State was the kryptonite, right? They had the formula. If you think about Georgia's recent losses, it's been to teams with NFL quarterbacks and more than one dynamic receiver. You know, we can go down the list of – uh, you know, Bryce Young last year and what he was able to do when Metchie and Williams were both healthy. We can talk about Joe Burrow and Chase and Jefferson beating him. We can talk about Mac Jones with Waddle and Devontae Smith beating him. Uh, th- that's the formula is you got to have an NFL quarterback. And I, I got to tell you, CJ Stroud was the best guy on the field. He was the best player on the field. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that. I know that doesn't fit the, 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 the narrative that we're supposed to all sing here, but he should have been the offensive MVP. It hasn't happened often where the losing player is an offensive MVP, but if you want to know who the best player, that guy was phenomenal. The throws that he was making, the poise that he showed in the pocket, the escapability, uh, the arm talent, I mean, it, it was just, uh, you just don't see, I didn't expect it. I knew Stroud was good, but I hadn't seen him play in, in person. And Ryan Day and Ohio State played a great football game. They really did. They played like they should play. And, and I hadn't seen an Ohio State team play with that sort of passion, physicality, and blue-collar approach, probably since the 2002 team beat Miami out there in the, the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, that was just a remarkable performance by Ohio State. I mean, they really put it on the line. If they played like that against Michigan, 
they to beat Michigan by three touchdowns. But, but for whatever reason, I know that's, that's a different game. It's a different date. I give Ohio State a lot of credit because they did everything they had to do, but they just couldn't quite finish. And they were just a little short on the depth. When Marvin Harrison Jr. goes out, you've got to have other answers, right? I mean, Georgia lost Darnell Washington. And, you know, Darnell's a six foot seven and a half, 285 pound guy. And, you know, he might only show up with three catches for 45 yards in the box score. But when they go double tight end with that cat, you're creating another gap that just destroys defensive alignments. And, and there's just no way to match up with that guy. And that frees up somebody else. So Georgia lost a piece of their offense early, and they were able to compensate. Ohio State lost a valuable piece of their offense, and they were one player short. Maybe that receiver that opted out. I don't know how healthy he was or wasn't, but, I mean, only that guy knows. But they were one receiver short. Yeah, Marvin Harrison just looked helpless and, and and on the sidelines. It was just it was terrible for him, that's for sure. We're talking with Mike Griffith. You can check out his stuff, dognation.com, part of AJC, coverage of the Bulldogs. And uh, I guess what, I, what I'm thinking that most people are saying, Mike, is that the life preserver came out, Georgia came back, they won the game, and now all of a sudden – Kirby's going to coach right through that, and a lot of people think they're going to go beat the pants off of TCU after having that close scare. I agree. I mean, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's a blowout. I think there's a reason those guys in Vegas can can build fountains and, and hotels that look like castles, and everybody wants to jump the transited properties. Say, well, now wait a minute, TCU beat Michigan. Okay, well let's 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 look closer at that. Let's look at you know with Jim Harbaugh with probably the worst. Uh, play call of the college football era, uh, you know, wanting to run a reverse pass from the two-yard line when you supposedly have the best offensive line in the nation. It's the beginning of the game. You've got a chance to absolutely gut TCU and defeat them morally, and you open the doors to, to excitement and, and rejuvenation with with one of the worst play calls I've ever seen. Just absolutely terrible. Like, did you make a deal with your seven-year-old that he could call that play or something? I mean, who calls that play? In that situation, that's a play you pull out when you need it. That's that's an egomaniac play. That's a I'm the smartest guy in the room play. That's a we're going to have fun with this guy, with this game uh, play. It was it was terrible. It was it was immature and ignorant. I just I just can't even believe how bad that play call was. And I feel like that turned not just the momentum but the energy and the enthusiasm. And TCU fed off it, and then they fed them two more pick sixes. I mean, who does that? How do you how how bad is your offense? When you and that quarterback, he's a decent little quarterback. How bad is your offense when you are that predictable that they can jump routes? Terrible, just terrible coaching by Michigan. Michigan should hope Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL. He's terrible. He, he's taken the program as as far as he can take it, and he gave them those that that game. I mean, that was a giveaway by Michigan. That's not going to happen against Georgia. Here's the other formula. I'll share this with you guys. So, the last six losses we talked a minute ago about that elite quarterback play. You can slide 2019 as South Carolina in their beat and say, okay, that, that, that breaks that theory, but Georgia turned the ball over like five times that day. Here's the real, here's the real stat. In the last six games they've lost, going back to the Sugar Bowl against Texas 2018, Georgia has been minus two or more in turnover ratios. The only way Georgia loses this game, and I mean the only way, is if Stetson Bennett melts down and has more than two turnovers. That is it. That is the only chance TC has. If, if Georgia beats themselves, that's it. Only way. And you can, like I said, you go back five years, and that's usually how Georgia loses those. And that's, that's all their losses. Six losses going back to 2018, all minus two or more in turnover ratio. By the way, this team has a minus two turnover ratio on the season, which is the most by any, would be the most by any championship team since the start of the BCS era in 1998. 
Your boy, I, I, I was I mean, gonna say your boy Matt Hayes here, Griff. When you I mean, said blow him out, was like what? Griff, they they do have the two best, not only like the best corners in the corner combination in the country, they have the best corner in the country. The guy that's played, he's got the uh, the Thorpe Award, Griff. It's the award. Come on, well that's man. great, but it, it's not the it's not the Georgia receiver. <laughs> so to wait, wait. I know, listen, this I'm I'm laughing because I've never heard you say Georgia's gonna blow out someone, which is odd to yeah. me. Yeah, like you are very I've, confident. I, you are not. You are not the type of guy who throws out hyperbole like that. You are a very conservative guy when you start talking about the games and how it's going to play out. And now you're this is a blowout in your mind. No matter what you've seen it's with Max Duggan, it, it's it's well, he's first of all Max Duggan. Okay, you can look at the numbers on paper, and some people that's all they can do. But if you watch the game with your eyes, that guy ain't C.J. Stroud. Okay, he ain't starting in the NFL. Ain't nobody looking for him to be a friend. He's a nice. He is. A, he's 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 a. He's he's very similar to Stetson Bennett. He's a great college quarterback. He, he's a go getter. He's a he's a go getter. But he's not going to line up and, and and throw that route tree like C.J. Stroud. Man. And not many people are, by the way. That that was that kid is special. I'm gonna tell you that arm talent. You just you know it when you see it, Matt. You you've been watching, and and I know me and and I know all y'all know it when you see it watching the NFL game. You know what NFL arm talent looks like. Max Duggan ain't got it. Okay, so that's one. He's not going to pick him apart. Two. They've only got one elite receiver, and Georgia can take one elite receiver away. Now, flipping it around to your point, Matt, that that corner is elite, but but it's not about taking away the Georgia receivers. It's about finding a matchup for you know Red Grange out there with his black high top shoes, Brock Bauer, this, this throwback freakish. I don't even know what he, you call him a tight end. I don't know what you call him. The, the Matrix move. He's a freak. Is he going to have matches? any hair, though, by the time he graduates or goes to the NFL? I'm getting worried. What's wrong with that, by the way? Nothing wrong with it. Come home. <laughs> no, come mean, home, come me, home, Brock. Please come home. Me, me as honest. I, I've kind of wondered about that. I'm, I'm wondering, is this, is this guy maybe like some DNA creation? Benjamin Button? Yeah, something going on. <laughs> like, this this isn't like a real person, right? Like, this is like some creation. We're going to find out he was made in the lab. You know, he, he could, because nobody, nobody... He, you look at the guy, and he looks like he should be checking out at Walmart. I was, mean, was he, he sick? Look, was he sick against Ohio State? Is that what it was? Uh, no, I, I don't know. I know, Ken, I know Kenny. There were a couple guys that had the bug the day before, but I mean, you just look at the guy. He shouldn't be doing what he's doing. Like I said, when you stand next to the, don't get me wrong, he's fit, he's in great shape, but it's not like it just pops out at you. Like you just look, like if he walked by you, you would not say, "Oh my gosh, that's a that's a an unbelievable college football player" or something. He'd walk by and you go, oh, I wonder, wonder who that is. I hate and to say it. why is he losing his hair? Like, I, hate, his hair. I know. I, mean, I, hate, he, I hate to say it, Griff. He's kind of like an Iowa tight end. That's what's crazy. I mean, having to, <laughs> like, I mean, Noah Fant is the only freak athlete from that position. George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, none of those guys were, like, super intimidating when I covered them. But then all of a sudden they step onto a football field and you're like, what the heck happened? Well, the catch radius with, with Brock is unbelievable. That's, that's one. The catches this guy has made over the course of his career are just mind-numbing. And I've covered college ball, I guess, I don't know, 30 years. I've never seen a tight end like this. I've never seen one like this. And then and then Darnell is just such a monster. I don't know if Darnell's going to play, but, you know, he affects the game in so many ways because he's like an offensive tackle, like an extra offensive tackle, quite literally, who's six foot seven and can catch the ball and can, you know, run over or jump over. Like, that's another guy. Like, they just don't make, there's not another guy that looks like him. There's not a comp, right? So, I don't know if Darnell plays, but but Brock, you know, and then and then Kenny McIntosh, he's he's a bigger, better version of James Cook, uh, you know. Like I said, I mean, it, you know, I say these numbers, and you know, people's eyes gloss over, 
they keep gravitating to the same, you know, fairy tale story. But it's like you got a running back here with over 500 yards receiving, rushing, and 10 touchdowns. This guy's unbelievable. He's Papano Beach, Florida, right? I mean, Florida didn't even recruit him. Alabama listed him as a second tier. He's waited three years. He's been better than the guys that have played ahead of him. And he's finally getting his chance. And, and believe me, NFL teams are noticing. This guy doesn't have a drop all year. Makes a lot of yards after the catch. So they've got a few guys that, you know, Munkin schemes them open. He finds the matchups. And that's where TC's going. Not because of their cornerbacks, but they don't have guys that can match up. And, and that's what Dice was saying. Like, there's not another team like Georgia where you can take player one, two, and three away. And they plug in four, five, and six. They're going to find out. I mean, had, here's the stat. Seven different guys had catches of over 20 yards last Saturday night against Ohio State. Yeah, yeah Mike, now now that Kirby Smart has uh, been coaching, Georgia is now the standard all right, in recruiting and games and everything. Would there be any interest in Kirby maybe going to the next level? No, because he can't do what he's doing here. I mean, he's got a talent advantage here that – that's what it's all about. It's about players. And Kirby will tell you that. you, you got to have players, man, and, and you got to have depth. I mean, where Georgia, Georgia has been on a championship level for since 2017. I mean, they, they should have won that game. They were the better team, but they lost. They didn't finish. Tua came off the bench. Uh, safety played the play wrong. Uh, Saban stuck in the game, outcoached, had, had an answer. When Hurts wasn't working, he had an answer. I mean, do you hear what I just said? Jalen Hurts wasn't working, and he had an answer, and it was Tua. Guys, that's stupefying that those two guys were like on the same roster, right? So he, he had that talent. He had the answers. 2018 happened. Georgia loses an outside linebacker, DeAndre Walker, that was just he was on his way to an MVP night. He was in the backfield and all night. He goes down. They plug in a guy named Brenton Cox, who eh, we know about him. Not as good as a freshman. And Jalen Hurts, who, by the way, comes off the bench in that game in relief of Tua, does his magic and knocks you. So those are two teams, and I would tell you, I will tell you, and this would draw controversy in people that would argue because people think with emotions, 2017 and 2018 Georgia are better than this team. I think they are. I think they were. Mm-hmm. But they played against better competition. Mm-hmm. There is no Tua Hurts team out there right now, number one. And number two, they weren't as deep. This team has more answers and more connectedness. And you say, okay, this is this is starting to sound a little cliche when coaches talk about connectedness, this is why it's not. You got a guy named Jalen Carter, who I think is in the Indomitian Sue Aaron Donald mold, who played 52 snaps. I don't know many D tackles that play 52 snaps in any game, much less a kid that's on the verge of generational wealth. And he's out there playing 52 snaps in a college football playoff semifinal when he's about to sign about a $30 million deal as a top two or three draft pick. That's really happening. It, it, I mean, when you've got that level of buy-in where kids are doing that for the program and, and putting their teammates first, that's when you got something special. And that's what Georgia's got right now. they got something special. That's how they survived. That's how they slayed the Dragons. That's how they beat Kryptonite. Kirby's been worried about Ohio State for years. He knew this was a nightmare matchup, and they survived it. All right, he's Mike Griffin from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and the SEC Network. Griff, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate the breakdown. Have Thank fun you, out Griff. there. Right. See you, man. Yep, enjoy the game, guys. All right. The uh, thing that, that caught me a little bit as far as what Griff was, was uh, writing is that the ticket price, at least for what they were paying in Atlanta, which makes total sense. There were more dogs right. that were going to pay for that ticket right. close to home because they could spend more on the ticket and wouldn't necessarily have to stay in a bunch of hotels and all that stuff. But the price is cut in half according to what the ticket is out there. So 
a semifinal ticket more expensive than a natty ticket is a little bit of a surprise, but you're still going to have to pay about, at least according to TickPick, 475 bucks. And no tailgating in the parking lot, as Matt Hayes pointed yeah, out to me. Those savages out there in Southern California. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, it's, I can drink that's, through that's a, a mask. That's a weird game. That might be a problem out there, that game, honestly. So um, they, if something happens, something crazy happens and they don't sell that thing out, or if there's not, if there, there are empty spaces in that place because yeah. people don't want to go and because of reg, yeah, that's, yeah. they might have to think twice. I will say this about what Griff said. Griff's fantastic. I just see this team, TCU has played a one possession game in every single big game they've played this season. Mm-hmm. It's all of a sudden going to stop? Well, I, I get the, the whole idea of the logic. Why I asked him the very basic question is that when one team s- narrowly skates by and does an unbelievable comeback in the fourth quarter, he said he already had a story written in the third quarter because of the way Ohio State was happening. I think we all did. We but, had the story written in our head. But, yeah. But, yeah, but it's almost like uh, relief, and then you get roasted by your coach because you didn't do X, X, and X. And then I think Kirby just lights a fire and motivates them in a way that he has done in the past. He's proven he can do it. And then the other guys are thinking, wow, we just won a championship because we finally won a college, Big 12 Y'all are overlooking Duggan. Finally I'm telling won you right now, a college football playoff game. He's going to be a problem for them, not only throwing the ball. I like Duggan a ton. Not but... only throwing the ball, when he goes off schedule and runs, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a way better runner than C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud gave them fits right. when he C- ran yeah, because they play yeah. a man under defense. Right. So like you don't account much. for the quarterback. Yeah. He's going to be a problem for them, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. If Stetson Bennett could win a national championship, and I understand he had all the talent in the world surrounding him, you're really telling me that a former four-star in Max Duggan, who has the heart of a lion, isn't going to compete. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I, I just, I just I, can't is believe. Is anyone saying that? No, I heck can't no. believe a world. But we're talking about a Vegas line that went from 13 and a half down to 12. So there are a lot of people that are buying on the TCU side. They're jumping on those points, double-digit points. And I definitely think he will compete. I love what Sonny Dykes has been able to uh, create and craft with a game plan. But we are talking about when someone, Leon, when someone gets new life uh, and they're, they're the top dog, which is what Georgia is right now, what can happen? I mean, you have an appreciation because I think the better team didn't win. I, Ohio State was clearly the better team. Georgia came back and won. And I think that Kirby Smart is going to relay that to his team, that that level of play is not going to beat TCU, whether, whether it can or not. But I, I'm saying that's, that's, going to be, that's going to be what he's going to be insinuating to his team. Listen, you didn't play your best game. You know, we got beat up in the past. We got, but – Play your best game here against TCU. You should win. And if you think about losing to Alabama and then coming back and flipping the script the way they did, mm-hmm. and Tide fan right now is texting, they lost their two best receivers in Mechie and, and Williams in, in consecutive games. I totally get it. But they flipped, they flipped the script. Georgia and, and, and Kirby said, you know what? We ain't looking like that again. We're going to come back out. We're going to look the part. And, and – I just I feel like that's setting up. I'm telling y'all, TC is going to play hard. Mm-hmm. They, they, oh, that, I, I that is going to be a yeah. fourth quarter game. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, four quarters. You call it and the score. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an upset, but I TCU is going to play hard, man. That every single game they've played of significance this year, yeah. they've been in. It's a fourth quarter oh, game. Yeah, are we crazy. making picks? And, and your, it's just are you putting, we are coming up. We okay. are coming. You putting up. your thumbprint on it? Not yet, man. Okay. All right, now, well, now they've dealt, they wait, don't wait, have, wait, with the 13 and a half? Yes, yeah. I'll take the 13 and Well, a half. JJ, I think, got it down to 12 now. 12 and a half. Yeah, 12 and a half. But the, um, the health of the running back is also in question. With, with yeah, they're back about 150 yeah. against Michigan. Yeah. So, again, Michigan's not the same defense right, as Georgia. Right. 
Don't start screaming, Georgia fans. I understand it, okay? It's Michigan. But it, Michigan. I'm telling you, you're, you're also talking about it, and Leon, you can speak to this. They're now at the mountain. They're right there. You think TCU's not going to play all out, man? This is it, man. This is it. They can play it. as hard as they want. Yeah. I'm, I'm Getting never, waxed. I'm never, I, no, I've I think never Georgia's going to win, too. All I'm saying is if you think I've TCU's not going to go out there and, you know. <laughs> You're not familiar with that. What was the I'm 96 not, Jags not, then? I'm, no, I'm talking about in college. I was oh, never okay. done the championship. Elitist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you this about elite. Uh, without fail, Mike Griffith comes on our program, and we love our boy Griff. The text line immediately says, I'm rooting for TCU yeah, after yeah. listening to that Georgia guy. Yep. Griff gets him going. I love it. I love it. That's what he's here for. Hey, we will be making our picks for the national championship as well as all those various NFL games, which we'll dive back into in a whole lot more coming up in the one o'clock hour of XL Primetime. What you gonna do? 49ers, what you gonna do? Ravens, tell me what you gonna do. Jets, what you gonna do? Steelers, what you gonna do? Brable, you Belichick degenerate. Welcome to the River City, the place where your playoff hopes and dreams come to die. Suck it, Brable. Trayvon Walker is going to hit Derrick Henry so hard, Samari Rowe is going to feel it. It's time to pop off. Call 207-7071 anytime and pop off. I off the chain. Both thirsty, you know I think we could write a new one. I think we could write a new one. Come on, keep it going. Take it down. ATL bound, Super Bowl bound. All about that Super Bowl ring. Get them off with the bling, bling, bang. I didn't enjoy Joe trying to cut you off like that. That was bad. That was bad. Who who you know, wrote, the best part did, is did you write that? Just, the best yes. part is nah, I wrote that, bro. The best part is, is every time we see Prisco, he still gives you beef about that. Still. And beef about what? What about what? About uh oh. Oh, because he uh-oh. wanted because this yeah, this is what he told me in the store. We was in Walmart, right? I didn't see Prisco about six, seven years. I come back to Jacksonville, I'm in the store with my son. With my son, by the way. All right, he comes in there and says, You cost me a freaking book. Oh my god. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about, bro? You and uh Oh, so you go to the Super Bowl. I'm like, I said, oh, whatever. Bro. <laughs> I said, you don't see me shopping with my son. Yeah, you gonna call me out like that? <laughs> Who uh, has the awesome. best verse? Yeah. Huh? Who has the best verse? I'm going with Sars. Sars is the best verse. Here's Keenan. Actually, and it's Keenan's birthday today. Oh, is it? Amen. Look at E. E's now in the studio. Getting after him. I love this so much. I want someone to play it, but then I'm I'm worried about the old, you know. <laughs> the old it's not I'm a about the J Listen, yeah. We're gonna win tomorrow, and we're gonna put all of that to bed. Yeah, I love all it. Right? By the way, the pop off was outstanding. Gonna hit him so hard, it's gonna take him all. You know, Samari Roll's gonna feel it because Samari Roll was one of those guys. Oh yeah, uh, back in the day uh, with the Tennessee Titans, that definitely uh, had it. So two oh seven. 70, 71. By the way, there's still two and a half minutes of that song. <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, we'll they got every day. player. Yeah. Uh, all right, 207, 70, 71. Make it your Modelo moment. <clears throat> Just crank, okay? Just crank uh, and give them hell. Uh, suck it, Mike Vrabel. Whatever you work in, uh, that's what we want. We've got plenty of good songs uh, as far as what they have with their uh, rock playlist with a little big hair heavy metal Friday theme attached to your Stadium rock anthem playlist while you're tailgating. That just 
happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The NFL owners have voted for those proposed changes to the NFL playoffs that includes a possible AFC title game on a neutral site. So I'm still trying to figure out what exactly all these proposed changes are. Explain it to me like I'm five. But what I can tell you is that Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, brother of Jaguars offense coordinator Press Taylor, is meeting with the media right now. And his response when asked about the proposed changes was, it seems like there's positives for a lot of teams and negatives for us. I, yeah. I don't mind him. I don't mind him complaining about it, honestly. Leon, I well, it's very presumptuous of the owners to assume. What if Jackson, like, like Matt, what if Jacksonville gets to the AFC Championship game? Right. Huh? Yeah. Uh, and and by the way, it's not going to take that much, honestly. Yeah. No, no. Because look at the look at the wild card teams. You tell me those guys couldn't beat any of the other teams? Of course they could. And I believe, and I just got to make sure that this is correct. They're they're voting on a particular scenario, right? For this, okay. It's if so the let's, just, lose, let's just take the Bills let's just take win. The, yeah. yeah, take Jags out of this conversation. My whole thing is, is that what did you play for? And you know this more than any of us. You played so you could have your fans behind you when it mattered most. Other than, otherwise, what the hell? You, the, all these games that were being played to make sure that you could create the environment that everyone else has to go through to get to the Super Bowl? Yeah. And that's being ripped the, away from them? Well, the whole idea for the seeding lets you know that the regular season matters. Mm-hmm. You win yeah. the games, so at the end of the season, you've got more wins than everybody in your division. You get the one seed or whatever seed to where you can host where the road to the Super Bowl has to come to your crib. Yeah. yeah. And so now whoever who's going to be the one seed, more than likely the Chiefs, mm-hmm. you know, the road to the Super Bowl, now they got to have a neutral spot. There's just no – there's no clear-cut – there's, there's a clear-cut advantage for – a team having to come to your house and be right. to your house which is what to get you to the, the Super Bowl. For, right? That's what you work to get right. the whole season for is to get so, – yeah. So Goodell is basically trying to be King Solomon, and he's ended up being Kramer splitting the bike is what he's being, yeah. which basically. is just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's this means nothing. This whole thing means nothing. Just vacate the game, which you've done, and go right. on winning percentage. And, and then go on winning difficult. percentage. Honestly, everyone's trying to figure out, you know, what mm-hmm. the best idea is. And like I said, I will – right. He's trying to be too much for too many people. Well, you know what it is? It is social media – and and showing sympathy. It That's is. what it is. It is. And it's trying to. And it's the old classic line: "You are not going to make them all happy Mm-mm. all the time." Mm-mm. It's just That's why you're the boss. That's, yeah. That's yeah. why I hate social media. Yeah. Because you, you you're trying to appease so many people. Yeah. And, and, and it never works. It, it, it never why? works. It never why? works. Why? I don't know why. Oh. Because half those he's guys in a position just, of power like, who cares? where he, he should he should be like, listen, I'm the commish. I make forty million a year. I'm going to call the shot. We're going to keep everything as planned. We go winning percentage. Right. I get paid to do story. this, right? If you don't like it, there's my receptionist. Mm-hmm. Better to be feared than loved. <laughs> right. Or if right? you don't like it, ask the owners to get rid of me. Exactly. If they ask me to do a job, I'm doing a job. If you don't like it on social media, too bad. More from Zach Taylor out in Cincinnati. He says that, quote, as far as I'm concerned, we just want the rules to be followed. When a game is canceled, you just turn to winning percentage to clarify everything so we don't have to make up the rules. Really? I mean, because so, right. it sounds like exactly. you're making them That's up right now. That's what we've been right saying for days now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're making them up. Well, it sounds like he's oh, literally trying to please everybody. Right. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. 
you know, someone complained about my last idea. Oh, wait a minute, I got another idea. You know, and basically, right. will that make everybody happy? And, and no, it, it it is it is a situation where if you're going to make the regular season as meaningful as it is, and you're going to say, hey, we just added a game. Now we want to play one more regular season game to make it even more meaningful, which means even more money in our pockets. Well, then well, you need <clears> to give the team that's in the best position to win the home field, to have home field. Well, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, little, there's a country saying back where my, my dad was from, Manchester, mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. They say, I don't chew my cabbage twice, which means that I don't double talk. Right. What I say is, is, is law. That's some deep stuff right <laughs> out of South Georgia. I'm just Georgia. saying, for real. He yeah. said, well, my mom just said I won't listen, say it again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, listen, when, you can, Actually, when, my, my when, you're, in the con- when you're in the country, you know, <laughs> yeah, you pick exactly. up on these little, these little proverbs. And, and you, you want your kids to appreciate the cabbage. Yeah. I didn't get any proverbs. Yeah. Um, I got the look, and then I got, what? Excuse well, me? Well, you know, <laughs> he said, you know, as a man, you don't chew your cabbage twice. Yeah. Which means you don't double talk. Love that. You just, what you say is law, is word. I say it, it came from me. Another word, word is bond. So let's segue back to what Joe C. teed up back in the 12 o'clock hour, mm-hmm. which is a team that potentially could be resting its starters because they would like a trip to sunny Jacksonville to, this... to begin their playoff pursuit. Um, and I'm going to set that mm-hmm. setup up by saying the Baltimore Ravens just tweeted out a graphic. And this is explaining it to me like I'm five. Thank you, Michael Scott. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. The Ravens win. They beat the Bengals on Sunday. If the Chargers win, and then the Ravens win the coin toss, then the Ravens have a home playoff game. That's yeah. where we're at, folks. Yeah, yeah. I needed I needed that Gotta graphic. Right. Thank you, Baltimore. I appreciate you. Yeah, and, and, and oh, again, that would mean that they did it by beating them. Okay, that I get. But if you lose and then you still have a coin toss, that doesn't make any sense. But the other part of this, and this is where Vegas comes in, Los Angeles, the Chargers are a dog in their home ga- final game, not home game, final game, they're looking at who they'd like to play. And you're either looking at Cincinnati, but depending on how this plays out, if the top two seeds are as they are, you know, as expected to be, if the Bills win and if the Kansas City Chiefs win, you could see L.A. coming here instead of Baltimore coming here. And then Baltimore will be playing the Bengals. And so the Chargers are saying, you know what, we might want to see that upstart team instead of that team that was in the – Super Bowl you mean the team that beat him? What was it? Thirty-seven. What well, was it? Three, yeah, thirty-seven with, ten with, or something. Thirty-eight to ten. Yeah. yeah. They want to see that team. They want to see a team that vaporized. They, they want to see that season. team that hey, now is is listen, night and day better. Be I, I you love you. For. Let me let me hand both of you guys pom poms. I I love you uh, because I mean I never thought I'd see this from Matt Hayes. This is unbelievable. But uh, yeah, that's what they're doing. <laughs> that's exactly what they're doing. They're looking at who they'd rather see, and they feel like they didn't they didn't have a healthy Joey Bosa back then, a healthy. Uh, Keenan so, Allen, a healthy Justin Herbert, all that stuff. I'm just telling so, you that's what's happening. So what they think, they think we're cheap seats. Maybe. I, ch- I, I say exactly bring it on. They think. they think we're cheap seats. Yeah. Like, the, the, the easiest, core, the easiest uh, course to where we need to They're, go is to The Jags are the path of least resistance. Mm. Yeah, they are. That's, what they're, that's what they're thinking right gotcha. now. And so I'm saying bring it on. I love it because you can catch a team that thinks that they can come and just walk in, show up, drop their bag, and beat you. But it also says something about who they don't want to see in the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are, are clipping right now, okay? <laughs> they, won, they won seven in a row and were up with an early touchdown against the Bills. They're clipping right now. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. 
By the way, um, this just happened as well. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh, not Jim. We'll get mm-hmm. back to Jim later. Yeah. Officially ruled out Lamar Jackson for Sunday's yeah. game against the Bengals. 14, 15 straight practices that he's missed. And you just get the feeling that Lamar, at the very least on the outside looking in, <clears throat> does not feel like he's healthy enough uh, to play. Are they really considering not keeping Lamar Jackson? They could franchise some, him. Yeah, they could franchise yeah. him. But I'm just saying, I think there's a particular team that's in the in the uh, NFC, they added Lamar Jackson. I know they got Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson? Yeah, Shanahan. With a, with a 49er team? Yeah. Shanahan would eat that up. I'm Don't telling even, you, I think not him go I'm in on the Miami conspiracy. Yeah. If there's anywhere that Lamar's going to go, he's going to go home to South Florida because right. Stephen Ross doesn't care, and he'll break whatever rules that need to be tampered with. And Would you rather have Lamar than Tua? I'd. I don't know, but I think that some people down mm-hmm. there would, especially not knowing what Tua's health status is going to be. How many more years is he going to have in the league at this rate? The other thing yeah. is, is that Lamar hasn't been playing much either. either you yeah. know, but true, again, true. but that's where now the debate is, JJ. As far as is Lamar as hurt as he's saying he is? Yeah, they'll yes. it, it, unless there's like just absolute acrimony, they're planning Thank on franchising you. him. There it is. Yeah, they're planning on franchising him. He's mad because he didn't get the contract. And now he's saying, I'm not putting myself at risk. You're not going to ruin my future, which I totally get. But Tampa should also be discussed as far as a, a, a landing spot if something were to go down. All right, we got picks coming up. Let's do those next. You can keep it going with your uh, rock anthems. Uh, we've had plenty of them. And we even have a pair of tickets uh, to Jeff Tate's big rock show uh, hits tour with his special guest, Irish rocker Mark Daly. That is going to be at the Ponte Vedra Concert Hall in partnership with the Florida Theater. Uh, tickets are on sale. You can visit pvconcerthall.com for details, but that is coming up on the 11th next Wednesday. We'll give you a chance to win those coming up. One, two, three. Time now for Cover 3. Three big college games. Three big NFL games. Who on XL Primetime can beat the spread? All right, guys, you won't believe this. We have a three-way tie at the top. Oh, actually, we don't. Our first-place guy was so bad last week. So bad. He's now in third. So bad. Yeah. So Matt, who was the leader last week, went one and four. Obviously, we didn't have six with the Bills-Bangos game being canceled. So Matt went one and four, Mia three and two, Joe three and two, me and Leon two and three. So right now the standings are Mia and Joe tied at the top. One game behind is Matt. And me and Leon, not worth mentioning. All right. All right, time to get into it. Yes. It's getting serious now, folks. We're almost to the playoffs. We obviously have our last college game of the year today as well. We'll save that for last. We know where Matt's going. First up, yes, we do. (laughs) Jets at Dolphins. So I tried to pick games with playoff implications, but honestly, a lot of these games suck. Jets-Dolphins, Flacco versus whoever that guy is. Dolphins at home are a three-point favorite, so I'm going to have Mia and Joe alternate. Mia goes first. Who do you got? I got the Jets. I do have the fighting Joe Flacco's because, as J.J. knows on Helmets and Heels, back in August when we made our picks for the season, I actually predicted this Dolphins demise Mm -hmm. at the end of the year. And Mm -hmm. while it's unfortunate that it has come because of Tua Tagovailoa's injury, um, I, I don't know, and I, I think the reports about Stephen Ross possibly firing Mike McDaniel are out, are outrageous, but I, I don't trust that guy. So, and I'm, I'm talking about Stephen Ross. I do like Mike McDaniel. I've grown to appreciate yeah. his quirky Ross press Ross is a banana man. So, but yeah, I'm going with the Jets. Uh, I'm going to take 
the home team, the fighting Skylar Thompsons, uh, because I think Joe Flacco will walk out in bubble wrap. This is probably a retirement game for him, and he is not going to risk his body. I mean, it's Joe Flacco, for yeah, God's yeah. sake. And, and it's Joe Flacco. Seriously. That, yes, that Super injury. Bowl champion. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Hey, JF5 back in the day? He can't even move. Uh, He was was better than Zach. He's got a Lombardi. (laughs) Yeah. And who is this guy? No, I mean now. now. He's a third string Kansas State quarterback. By the end of last season at Kansas State, he wasn't starting. That's how how he was. Really? Oh, my God. He was also kind of hurt, too. All right, I'm taking taking the the, the fins. Matt. I'm taking the fins with Tyreek and Waddle. I mean, all you've got to do is get it out to him in space, right? I would jet sweep them. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take sweep the Dolphins. The jets, this jet is uh, this game is who calls the U-Haul first game. <laughs> yeah, so the, like the Dolphins have There's something a bunch to of those play this for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Dolphins have something to play for. The Jets don't. Just for that reason alone, I'll take the Dolphins. Um, next <clears> up, Lions at the Packers. <clears throat> Packers on a really hot streak are a four and a half point favorite. Joe, who do you got? It's so funny because I, I I bet against a, a-, a- Ron. Uh, he he burns me. I pick him. He burns me. Uh, and so I feel like the Detroit Lions, they will be playing with knowledge of what happens with Seattle. I'm pretty sure uh, because Seattle and them are, are yeah, battling. They will. they will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still think I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take four and a half points. Mm. Wow. I'm going to take the Packers mm. because Aaron Rodgers is inevitable. And I honestly, I, I picked him last week. And when I saw he went up two scores, I was like, oh, good. Like, it's panning out. And then obviously – the Vikings literally just... I like that. Our first place leaders are taking opposite teams back to back. You know what that means. That leaves me that little crease to go right <laughs> through the oh. rest of the end. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking... In the end zone! I'm taking the... I like that. Yeah. Don't let Frangie stand there. I've been working he, on he it. He will steal that. I will Don't sell let it him to steal him. It. I will right. sell it to him. I'm taking the... The Packers hot. They're hot. Yeah, they are. Aaron Rodgers is playing well. The defense, like I said earlier, the defense is really starting to click. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, Juan, you want to talk about a Georgia player that everybody forgot about? Ooh. Yeah, he, he was a he was a, a good. Uh, he's how about, how about he's Quay? a grown man, yeah, Quay, yeah, right? Yeah, I was gonna say how about uh, that Walker versus this he's, Walker. He's a he's a grown man out there right now. Yeah. The Packers. That I'm Walker, taking, I'm taking good. the pack. I'll lay the points. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking the pack. Yeah, scary, scary team if they make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I you know Aaron Rodgers hasn't necessarily been amazing recently, but they've been trucking along, and they're at home. I like the Packers. All right, Pats at Bills. Obviously, a lot going on with the Bills this week. Where will the heads be at? We have no idea. But they are at home, and they are a seven-point favorite, Mia. Yeah, I mean, emotionally, I, I don't know how you can pick against the Bills. Like, I mean, especially. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that's why, because they're so emotional. Like, because they've, Yeah. I don't think they're going to get up for this. Okay, I do think. I'm going to pick the Pats as well, but I think the Bills will win the game. I think it's going to be like a field goal, dramatic game, and oh, wait for it. What number jersey does DeMar Hamlin wear? Mm-hmm. Oh. So, mic drop. Mm-hmm. All the mm-hmm. stars aligning. I like that. Joe. Uh, I think they come out like uh, the 20 thoroughbreds at the Kentucky yes. Derby. Yes. I think they come out Agreed. ablazing. Agree. And they want to send a message back to UC Medical Center that they got this while you take care of that, uh, they're going to beat that A. <laughs> I completely agree, number one. And number two, Patriots are I mean, the Patriots are average. They are, I mean, they are what they are. You, we see them play every single week. What are they? 
They're just an eight and nine. They're an eight and nine team. Is all they are. I, I mean, love Matt Patricia looking at Joe Judge and go, "What do you think?" Right. Well, they've got. They literally think? have a defensive coordinator yeah. calling offensive plays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm with. You. I think the Bills are going to come out and just route them. Same here. Yeah, the I, I think the Bills could win, but I mean the Pats have something to play for. Yeah, they do. I, I don't think the Bills do. I'm going with the Pats. This is just my strategy. I'm going with the teams that have a lot to play for. Mm-hmm. Bengals at home against the Ravens. Bengals ten point favorites. I believe we're on Joe. Hey, that's a ten point line now. Yeah. Those savages. It might even. Get, it's probably going to go up after the news of today. Well. I, I feel like I'm playing the same side of of the the Bills and Bengals. I'm playing the same side because both of them, you know, basically want to just let it go and basically go out there and ball. I'm I'm gonna lay the points. Mm. Yeah. You see the first two drives mm-hmm. of that game before, unfortunately, got cut short. Yeah, Joe Burrow is locked in. Mm. I'm taking the Bengals. Here's the crease right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the Raiders. Oh, I'm going to take the points. Because I'm going to take the points because I, I, I think they're going to play well. I do. There's and I, some th- and I don't think, I don't think they're going to win, up there. But, I, but I think the 10's going to help them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it is a lot of points. 10's a, mm-hmm. a lot of points. That's yeah, a lot of points, but Joe Cool's going to cover. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, know, yeah. they, you, know, you know, the Bengals went through that, too. You know? Mm-hmm. you know, the Bengals went through all that drama and all that trauma, too. True, true. All right. Yeah, um, just because this line is so huge, I'm gonna have to take the Bengals. Like they, they just know the Ravens are packing it in. I guess I'm not sure. Yeah, Browns at go ahead, Joe. I was gonna say a ten point line, and someone's still still trying to sell the idea that if they win, then it's gonna be a coin flip, and they could to get home. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Browns at Steelers, our last NFL game for the picks. Steelers at home. They have to win. Obviously, they also have to have a couple other things go their way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Pats to lose. Okay, so the Steelers are two and a half point favorites at home against the Browns. Who so obviously so have nothing to me, play for. So I, so I have the Pats covering, but I have the Bills winning the game again by three in honor of Demar Hamlin, mm-hmm. which would mean the Pats are out, and that means Mike Tomlin once again is making the postseason because I also have the Dolphins losing. So yes, Pittsburgh. Wins into the playoff cover. Here they go. Three, two and a half. Two and a half. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Yeah, Matt. Uh, I really, really want to take the Browns right now. Do but it. I'm, no, I can't. Do it. I can't. The Steelers have too much to play for. I'll take the Steelers. Come on, Deshaun Watson been looking. Yeah, terrible. Superb. Knows how you say. I didn't say anything afterwards. Right. I, I paused. That's another reason why I didn't take the Browns. Trust <laughs> He's me. been looking all right. That's why looking. I tried to put superb in your brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the Steelers. I, I, Tom, Mike Tomlin is going to keep his streak. What, 18 years in a row, something it's like 15. that. 15. 15, 15 years in a row. But I lose a record, nine and eight, you at know, home against the Browns. Again. I mean, honestly, if J- Jacoby Brissett was playing, I might take the Browns. Just because I think I think Deshaun this season's a wash for him. I think he's gonna be much better next year, but he's looks yeah. terrible right you now. You know, I just gave this dumb speech about taking the teams that have something to play for. I'm taking the Browns. I'm going against that. I think the Steelers suck, man. I they do too. Do suck. I do too. But the Browns. Have the you Browns watched suck. the Browns with yes. Deshaun? But I'm just gonna take the better quarterback. I, mean, I think that he's gonna be like, this is my last game. I want to give the fans something to remember me by. I'm gonna go with the Browns. Yeah. All right, so what Good was the, with that? I applaud your effort, AJ. <laughs> I, I, don't I applaud the effort. What was trying the, to make uh, it happen? What was the number you said with uh, Mike Tomlin? Five hundred or better? Who Every said that? season. Yeah. Every season. Yeah. 
but I, I since two thousand seven. I, I cut him short. So we're talking eighteen. Eighteen if they keep it going. Wow. At five hundred or better. Absurd. All right. Let's go to uh the big daddy. The national championship game. Georgia Bulldogs going for two straight. They are twelve and a half point favorites right now. Uh from my bookie that we use. I believe it's Mia. Or Joe, no, it's Joe, Joe. It's Joe. Joe. Mm. Who do you got? I've been a Horny Frog fan for a long, long, long time. Like as recent as, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, I found out about him and I love him. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's just great. Fan what, for life. Yeah, exactly. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm ordering through Fanatics, picking up some purple. <laughs> they uh, do have badass uniforms. Yeah, they do. Always have. They re- it really is. It's a great story. I love Sonny Dykes uh, and what he's been able to do there and Max Duggan and all that kind of stuff. I just feel like the, that that – on a dime, it goes in the other direction. I'm laying the points and taking the dogs to go back-to-back national champions. So here's the problem is I thought the dogs were going to roll Ohio State because I took the dogs to cover last week, and that was a two-touchdown score. So I'm going to take TCU, and inevitably, Georgia's going to win by three touchdowns. Yeah, Joe was the only person who picked Ohio State last year, six or last, last week, week yeah. six and a half. Uh, who'd you take, Mia? Sorry. I'm taking TCU. Okay. Yeah, I'm, every game they've played. Has been, a, has been a fourth quarter game, a, every significant game. And I like what Max Duggan can do. They can throw the ball with him. He's also a guy that he can get out of the pocket and make things happen. You saw it against Michigan. He made two huge throws on third down running away from a rush. So he's accurate when he's running. And when he runs to run, and he's, a, like, he's like a running back back there. So I, that's, that's going to be a problem for George. George is going to win the game. But I think 13 half is going to be enough. Well, what is it, 12 and a half now? 12 and a half. I'll still take the 12 and a half, TCU. Okay. Well, listen, I listen. I like TCU. I was very impressed the way they played Michigan. Michigan has the number one offensive line. I just thought they were going to pummel them up and down the field with the run game. They got after it. They stopped. They made some amazing plays. Took some shots. Max, though, his ability to run the ball, I think that's going to be one of the key factors. I'm not so sure about his arm strength. But – Bulldogs, I mean, Georgia's Bulldogs, they, you come this close, there's no way you're going to let this slip away. From the thing with Georgia, Georgia's a tired team, and I don't mean physically, I mean mentally. They have been worn out by this run. They, they're they a tired team right now. You're taking Georgia, Leon? I'm taking the, the, the dogs, yes. All right. Um, I love TCU. I think they're fun. I hope they win this game. But I think Georgia rolls. For as good as those semifinal games were, I think this finals is going to be bad. I think it's going to be low scoring. Georgia wins by like 20 points. I like the dogs here. Back yeah. to back. The under may not be a bad Congratulations, dogs yeah. fans. Under may not, may not be a bad play. Yeah. And look, uh, for anybody that roots What's for teams. What's the over? Uh, Let me look it up. Yeah. It it's just keeps going down. But the any, any fan of any team around here, Georgia's sending a message that not only are they here, have arrived, have doubled up, they ain't going anywhere. They're here to stay. Yeah. 63, and, by the way. And, and yes, I was, I was thinking it was down to 61, but 63. Uh, and, and Herbie said it on game day. Instead of we want Bama signs, you're going to start seeing we want Georgia signs. And that is a major, major thing. All right, Big Surge, uh, a quick thought because uh, you, you, you got to bounce. But the vibe, the feel, the score. Hey, look, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great about this game. I'm, I, the city is excited. Uh, there's a lot of energy, a lot of positive energy, a lot of enthusiasm. Just just walking about at the spots or whatever, the fans are really excited about this game come Saturday. And uh, 
I, I, I'm, I'm hoping and praying. No, I'm not hoping and praying. I know that we're going to deliver. Yeah. We're going to deliver the goods. It's a different team now. It's a different team. Yep. It's a different team. Yep. This team is playing with so much confidence right now. They're believing. They believe in that whoever we play, they're in the way, and they're getting it done. I think they're going to either win this game easily. I think they're going to beat the Titans 27 to 10. Love it. Love it. Now, he has an early Sunday morning wake-up call. And when I say early Sunday early morning. Early Sunday morning, yes, absolutely. Right after the game, after the Jaguars' victory, we've got at 1 o'clock, me, Hack, and Dave Campo. The fifth quarter is going to be going on from well, one. Well, you guys be wearing pajamas. I might, uh, yeah, I'm, I might be the, in the, the onesie. Truly the onesie. Saturday Night Live. I may, bro. Hack sleeps in, in the, the nude. I hope you're ready for that. Uh, in studio. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah, after brother, the game Hack from, does, from one to three o'clock. You know yeah. that, How do two men know this? Uh, uh, it's uh, very strange. Tells everyone. He tells he everybody. Does, he tells he everybody. I know he tells you guys. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. All right. 1 a.m. the fifth quarter. One to three. Yes, me, big. Me, Hack, and, and Coach Campbell. You'll be fired up and ready to go. All right, listen, we got you all fired up. Uh, give us your big hair, heavy metal Friday rock and roll anthems that you have. Uh, my buddy, Derek DiStefano from the Golf Club of Southampton, that's all the vowels except you. He says, Simple Man from Leonard Skinner at the wow. base of the Heart Bridge. So he has it set up every time he's coming down and getting ready for the game. Simple man at the <laughs> He's base. Like, baby, you got to turn this song off. Yeah. It's awesome. I love bridge. it. It's on cue. Simple man at the base of the Heart Bridge. It's like and traffic updates. No, 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 no. I Simple love that. man and Freebird as we pull into tailgaters. And he sent me a picture that they will have at their tailgated tailgaters. A brand new air hockey game that they will oh, wow. set up at their tailgate. That is just you are awesome. going there. There's no doubt you'll. Be yeah, there. I'm going over there. That is just awesome. Kickoff show will be three uh, thirty ish because we will be picking up where the Florida Gators Georgia basketball game mm-hmm. leaves off. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so long as that game gets off at the right time, we will begin at three thirty. And if they if they end the game a little bit earlier, we'll start a little bit earlier. That's the Mike White Bowl. That's the Mike White being Florida. Yeah, that's the Mike White Bowl. Georgia yeah, has 10 the wins. Yeah, they won it out. Yeah, yeah, Georgia 10 wins before January 1, first time in program history. And Florida, well. Well, um, it's the worst start for Florida since 96. Yeah. Since they ran Lon Kruger out of there. Way to go. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. I'm sensing a trend. Yeah. Um, but all that to look forward to the kickoff show and also look forward to this afternoon, the Frangie show. They're starting to set up the party over at Strings, right there on Main Street. First 100 that show up, 3 o'clock, as the Frangie Show gets ready to go with the Jag Pep Rally. You're going to get a free T-shirt. You've got a chance to win club seat tickets. The party will be going on all throughout the Frangie Show right there. Strings on Main Street. Frable, King Henry, the whole Tennessee nation. If you didn't figure it out three weeks ago, we're going to make sure you remember what just happened. You remember when Trevor looked in the stands and said, suck it? Well, suck it. We're getting ready to beat the living crap out of your ass. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. It's just so good. Bye-bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. It's just so You know, this song is about building empires. It's called Empire. Yeah. That's what they're doing right here. The Queen's right. They're building an empire. They are building the empire. Uh, Look, it... Just seeing that in the video that was put together uh, by us, by Jaguars, uh, social media, just all of them, 
all the fans that have put their videos out there, incredible, incredible I mean, it's all, stuff. It's also about gangs and heroin yeah. and stuff, so just yeah. ignore but that. But forget about that part. Forget That's about very that. Jacksonville as well. Yeah just, for, yeah, just from a sporting sense, okay? Let's talk about the Empire <laughs> yeah. a little bit, though. Let's talk about expectations because – I'm seeing on Twitter there are plenty of fans who, again, cautiously optimistic. I've seen a lot of the, you know, they're the Jags until they aren't, and when right. are they going to – Jags going to start sure. jagging. But as Matt Hayes just told us off the air, he kind of feels like if you lose tomorrow, it is a disappointment. You're no longer That's playing with house money. It's no longer we're ahead of schedule. Who cares? It's a disappointment if you lose to the Titans tomorrow you've, night. You've gagged if you lose tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's as simple as that. You're the better team. They've lost six straight. They're playing with a guy that wasn't even on their roster beginning of the season, a quarterback. Yeah. A backup quarterback. They've got injuries all over the place on that roster. I don't think they have one linebacker that began the season on their starting lineup. Not one. So you don't win this game tomorrow night, you have definitely gagged. There's, yeah. Forget about the idea that, oh, we're just happy to be here. No, 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 no. You are literally a playoff team right now. And I, the thing that I keep preaching is I think uh, Doug Peterson has figured out a way to, to – if you think about division wars in the National Football League, what are some of the divisions that pop to mind more often than not? I'd throw the AFC North up there, okay? I definitely would throw them up there. And you can throw the NFC East up there. And there's certainly other divisions, obviously, that have wrestled that division title back and forth, back and forth. But just look at how it's been divvied up uh, with Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, and then look how it's been divvied up in the NFC East. Doug Peterson understands all of that, and that's why I think it's, it's, it is a new era. It's not the same old Jags. And I just think the feeling is not coming from the fan base into the locker room. It's coming from the locker room to the fan base because now what they see they like. That's why this fan base is fired up as much as they are. And it's also basically tearing, just tearing the head off of the dragon, okay, and pouring mayonnaise down its throat. That's what's happening. I think you, right but now. I think you did that in Nashville a yeah. month ago. Well, yeah, but now you got to double up. You get to over five hundred inside the division. To, to me, when's the last time? When's I, the last I understand time this that. team was over five hundred in the division? I get that. All and I'm you saying got a is, chance to sweep them. I get it. All I'm saying is, you did that six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's literally you're you're the better team. Yeah. You are literally the better team. That's you have what, better players. You're playing on Saturday night. Yeah, national television audience. That's why you eight o'clock. Beat yeah. yeah, just that, go out there yeah. and play. So yeah. I'll ask you guys this, and I'm currently looking this up, but it was brought to our attention on the text line, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, and I'm attempting to confirm this. Have the Jaguars ever swept the Titans in a single season? I want to say yes. Yes, uh, actually, yeah, there is. Yeah. Eh, Yes, yes. 2006. Okay. The Titans had like a one-win season one time, right? Didn't they? And I think uh, one of them may have been over the Jags. I don't remember them having a one-win season. Well, they had the number one overall pick going into 2012 or 2013. 2013, I think it was. And even then, they split that series. Oh, (laughs) jeez. It looks like it, at least. I'm thinking Mariota. You're talking Mariota and Jameis. No, I'm talking about Eric Fisher. No, that's Kansas City. Oh no, Mario yeah, that was and James. Well, they went three Mario and James in 2014. They went yeah. three and thirteen in 2015. Yeah, and that's when Mario so beat the 15 draft. Yeah, we're at the. We're they at the split top. those meetings. Yeah, but if, if you think about it, it's just even even to the 14 and two mark that Jacksonville had in 1999. That other team, that other Ville, was 13 and three. One game separating these two, and that team had beaten this team twice. 
in the regular season. Joe, it's turning right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm serious. Tw- that's an old team right yeah. now. Yeah. Twenty. That's tw- the one thing I thought six weeks ago when later. I watched them. Yeah. I was looking at them. And I'm thinking that's an old team right there, yeah. man. They are an old oh, team. There's no question. So uh, it is now turning. The yeah. dynamics in this division are turning. Yeah. There's no question. The diesel is running out of gas. As much as I, I said the other day, Yuli will first goes will always love Derrick Henry. The Yuli Hornet. Okay, but they 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 don't like Derrick Henry the Titan. And and he is showing obviously the wear and tear. One of my cousins drives about I don't know in the neighborhood of 500 miles a day with his old you know semi uh, tractor trailer that you know right. he runs his business on. That's what Derrick Henry is dealing with right now, wear and tear. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, that thing was built around him. Ryan Tannehill has faded. They're going to cut the cord there. At least heck, we had Blaine Bishop on the other day, and he feels like that's very very possible. Their, their Malik Willis third-round selection, at least right now, they don't appear to have a whole lot of faith in. Taylor Lewan's probably out. Yeah, he's he's probably gone. Done. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. And you start thinking of all the other injuries that they have had to deal with post-Taylor Lewan and, and, and the exodus of some of the other guys uh, that they had, that they had drafted. They gave away A.J. Brown. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, so it is the end. For some peanuts and the asthmatic. Yeah, and I, I said, look, I, said, I told the son-in-law, Said son-in-law, that you know that little Archie, uh, little Dotson that you got, you, you taking the tat, uh, the tat, the Titans handkerchief off of him, mm-hmm. and Hyle's putting the Jaguar handkerchief on him. Okay, this is it's Archie's Jaguars now. Okay, and so that team is losing the AFC South, and this team's taking it over. That's just that's what it feels like, and that's what needs to happen Saturday night. It really, really does. I mean, it's again, if they lose, that's not a, if they lose Saturday night, it's not a step back. That's a way more than a step back. That's a what in the world is going on moment if they mm-hmm. lose that game. So that's not even a – that's literally – they're the better team. I keep saying this. You prepare, go out and play. It's mm-hmm. simple as that. You go a play, you win the game. Well, I'll say this. If they were to lose and you say what the heck is that, I mean, are you like sitting like the Colts were when they lost to the Jags last year? Because, I mean, obviously now, you know, they were – they thought they were a quarterback away. It turns out right. they were the on quicksand. The difference is, is I, I, I think the Colts had – their quarterback situation compared to this quarterback situation. I don't think you're sitting where the Colts are, but you're certainly sitting there thinking about the quote-unquote culture and mentality of this team if you have a team like that coming in here that has so many deficits right now on the roster. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. many guys that wouldn't be starting for many teams in the league that are playing in that game on Saturday night, and you don't beat them? And you're you're playing against a quarterback that wasn't even on the roster at the beginning of the season? Yeah, so it's I think it's... Way more questions than just, oh, it's just a step back. No, it's not a step back. All right, before we say hello to some friends in Nashville, uh, JJ, explain to our Nooners what exactly our giveaway is. To, oh, hold on, Joe's going to explain it. Yeah, because we've got, since we did our, our little uh, Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday, and we've got some rock anthems out there that are being nominated by all the fans out there. Keep them coming at 641-1010. But as we mentioned earlier, Queensryche, one of the guys that is front in front of them, the guy, lead singer, Former lead singer for them, Jeff Tate, is going to be in concert next Wednesday at the Ponte Vedra Concert Hall. This is in concert in partnership with the Florida Theater. And so that is next Wednesday night. We've got three pairs of tickets. We're going to give away a pair of tickets right now. You can go on or check them out on sale at pvconcerthall.com. But, J.J., let's give them away right now. Yeah, 641-1010. Be the fourth caller, and I'll hook you up.
It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. We cranked it this afternoon to make sure that you got your stadium rock going, your playlist with your rock anthems tomorrow night when the Jags beat that butt from Tennessee. So you can keep them coming. Hit the I enjoy text line. this one. Uh, speaking of the text line, yeah. uh, this is the game where Arya Stark slays the Night King. Oh, yeah? yeah. That's, so there's that. It's written into a script that way. Yeah. 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 And uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Uh, but there have been plenty of suggestions. I kind of look like Arya Stark, I've been told. So maybe this is all coming together. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right. Well, if, whatever you have on your rock playlist, if it includes the Game of Thrones, you can let us know. But 641-1010, let us have a little fun with your party tomorrow night as you get ready to take on the Titans. Let's say hello to the dude that right now, I don't know whether he's speaking gloom and doom up in Nash Vegas, but we'll find out. No. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line. Brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Brent Doherty joins us now. He is one of Nashville's own tried and true 104.5 The Zone in the afternoons. Brent, what's up, man? Yo, what's happening in Jacksonville? I heard the vibe is is, uh, live down there ready for this game, this playoff game. Yeah, that's it, dude. It is a playoff game tomorrow night for the AFC South. We've come at it a thousand different ways, but one of the things that we keep coming back to, and this is where you can jump in, is just the idea that this is either a broken or old Tennessee Titans team. True or false? I think broken is the word for sure. Uh, I mean, last year they went through an NFL record 91 players that played in, in games last year. This year they're at 85. Uh, so, uh, 176 players over the course of the last two seasons, and uh, that's going to be a healthy discussion in the off season in terms of uh, training regiment and, and what's going on there. Because I think it's fair to talk about those things when, when the injury report is what it is every week. Now, going into the Jacksonville game, Tennessee has one player listed out, and 90% of the fans have never heard of. Them. So this is as healthy as they have been in probably two years. So there is that. So Brent, as we're talking about how live it is in Jacksonville, are they yeah. are they talking about this game in Nashville? I mean, are they are they looking around, hyping up with their rally towels and the colors and flags waving? Is that a vibe that's going on in Nashville right now? I'm not sure people in this city even know the game is Saturday night instead of <laughs> Sunday afternoon. I don't, I don't know. No, here here's where we are. Just doing radio in Nashville uh, for the last uh, 25 years. Um, and just kind of monitoring the fan situation. Um, this week, more more and more fans are talking about wanting to lose this game so they can potentially get the number 10 pick in the draft. Uh, should they win, they win the division, they get in the playoffs, you're, you're looking more like an pick number 18 or so. That's where we are. I'm too competitive of a person to, to go down that road, so I come back at people, and I work with uh, two, former, uh, two former athletes, Don Davenport, who played volleyball at Auburn, and Ron Slay, of course, played uh, SEC Player of the Year in basketball at Tennessee and played overseas. And so, like, our opinion is you play to win the game, right? Like, so if you have a chance to win the division, having lost six games in a row, you go do it. Now, does that mean you're going to win a playoff game? Probably not. Uh, and, and all these gloom and doomers uh, about draft position are probably correct there. But uh, I, I just – I can't imagine – as a, as a fan, going into a game hoping your team loses under any circumstance or situation. So, Brent, um, not only do you have a guy starting at quarterback who wasn't even on the roster um, to begin the season, 
The left tackle is a guy who shouldn't be playing in the NFL, and the right tackle is a, is a, a rookie. So, I mean, th- there's a lot going on there right now in that offense, and it, clearly it revolves, around, it revolves around the big train, but they've got to do something in the pass game, right? So, Daly is the left tackle you're talking about, and he's really a guard, and you're right, he should not be playing, but that's not his fault, you know, like, if they call your number, you go out there. But right, right. Uh, the interesting stat about him was through 12 games, he had given up 12 sacks, which was a, a <laughs> Titan record since Pro Football Focus had been keeping Might that be an stat. NFL record. Man. I don't even, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what it is now. It could be 27. I, I don't know. I stopped counting. One. Uh-oh, you're going in and out. Just... So, like, if you need the – yeah, if you need the one guy you can count on, go – I mean, the guy that gives up the most sacks in the league is, is there for you each and every week. Um, And you mentioned the rookie right tackle. He's also listed as questionable, did not play last week, so they're hoping that that rookie right tackle can play. Uh, offensive line has been a problem this year. There is no question about that. Uh, Tannehill was taking death blows every week, and – we kept talking about, you know, the guy ready with the chalk outline in the backfield. And, and sure enough, uh, he, he gets both ankles uh, torn up. Um, so now Josh Dobbs. And, and uh, I know you guys cover the college game uh, just as much or more as, as me. And, and you go back uh, into the offseason, and I, I don't think anybody could fathom a scenario where Josh Dobbs leads the Tennessee Titans onto the field trying to win and put, it, uh, put them in the playoffs. I mean, it's pretty – it's a pretty phenomenal story given that he played pretty well last week right. having not started a game in six seasons. Yeah, no, no way, no how could you have uh, had the scenario. I totally agree with you. Uh, y- you think about it, volunteer fans might just find, find out now about that there's a Tennessee Titans team because Jobs, uh, Dobbs is there now. We're, t- <laughs> we're talking with Brent Doherty, 104.5 The Zone, and they are looking for anything they possibly can, can find to combat this team. Now, what will Mike Vrabel yeah. do, Brent? Will he – and I just keep calling it he'll ugly it up. Can he and, and how will he for ugly sure. it up? Well, for sure that. And, and you know, the, the Titans have been banged up. We talked about that. Uh, the last time the Titans played the Jags, the Nico Autry did not play. And, and I know a lot of people probably haven't heard of him, but he is a very disruptive player on the defensive line. And when he's not in the game, Jeffrey Simmons gets double and triple teamed on every play. When Danico Autry is out there, Jeffrey Simmons gets more run with one-on-one matchups and becomes much more effective. So the defense, in turn, is much, much better when Danico Autry is on the field, and he will play on Saturday night. Didn't play in the uh, in the first Jacksonville game, and Trevor Lawrence did whatever the hell he wanted. 30 of 42, 368. Is that what the numbers were? Yeah, Something good. like um, that. Yeah. It was yeah. good. I know that. It was, so good. I, I it was think, a lot of good. Yeah, I – I think Danico Autry um, is somebody that the Jaguar fans need to pay attention to, him being back out there. And then, you know, Derrick Henry had the week off last week. He's, he's not played very well the last few weeks that he has played, um, and he's turned the ball over. Uh, but you know what he does against Jacksonville. He loves coming home. There's no question about that. In the last uh, five games, Derrick Henry against the Jaguars, 116 carries, 709 yards, eight touchdowns, that's 6.1 yards per carry, 142 yards per game. It's no secret what the Titans are going to try to do. They do it every week. And, and uh, you know, I mean, Dobbs played well last week without Derrick Henry in the backfield. So we'll see uh, how much that, uh, that added beef in the backfield helped him. Although I got to tell you, Brent, like watching the game back from that December 11th meeting, like it was unexplainable yeah. to me. I couldn't figure out 
for the heck of me why in that second quarter, multiple three and outs for the Titans. Mike Vrabel didn't hand the ball off to Derrick Henry once. And I understand that that's obviously a hot topic among the Titans fan base. But now my question is, that was with Traylon Burks not playing it in the concussion protocol, and that was with Ryan Tannehill under center. So now having your quote-unquote number one wide receiver back, how many carries? I believe the line right now is 21. I think the prop bet is 21 carries for Derrick Henry. How many carries do you anticipate him having? I mean, he needs more than north of that. If he gets north of that, then that means the Titans are in the game. The Titans are controlling the pace, tempo, all those things. And, and uh, you know, it's probably going pretty well for them. Uh, if it's less than that, that means they've bailed from the run game. And you're right. It's interesting because the Titans led 14 to 10. They were driving to go up 21 to 10 and Derrick Henry put the ball on the ground. So if he doesn't fumble there, the game's probably much, much different. I don't know if the fumble there uh, turned them away from him. I don't know, but Todd Downing is the offensive coordinator and he is a guy, I would say 95% of the fan base wants fired. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've illustrated a, an interesting point there that uh, Titans fans are well aware of that's inconsistent play calling. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it, it's hilarious to me that they want him fired when they look and you, you, they've had five offensive linemen on, on injured reserve right now. 20 players. <laughs> Brent, 20 players in that team are on injured reserve. 20. I mean, at what point do you look yeah. at what you're doing and how you're doing it as far as, I, I don't know, as far as nutrition, as far as the way you're working these guys, 20 guys in IR? Yeah, I I didn't say that it's, you know, a smart thing necessarily to want everybody fired. I, I think it is. I think it is a fair question, though, with Downing. Um, and, look, I mean, if you end the season after starting 7-3 and three by losing seven in a row, heads are going to roll. Right, I mean, yeah. the general manager's already been fired, so – uh, you know, more more things will happen regardless of what happens in this game, I would imagine. But uh, uh, yeah, I I don't know. That, here's a here's another unbelievable stat. Um, I think the number is 24 players on the 53 were either on the Titans practice squad to start the season or other teams practice squad. 24 of 53. Yeah, yeah that's nuts. Wow. That's nuts, including Dobbs, because you know it's just it really is crazy. All right, now. Just work with me. This is kind of popping in my head right now. Yeah. I hope you'll go with this. Yeah. I will design. We'll get someone here to design Battle of the Vils, okay? <laughs> it'll be a heavyweight belt yeah. of some of some sort, and it'll be XL Primetime versus your show, and we will have the that belt go back and forth between the, the Vils. Are you with me? Uh, I'm th- I'm done with that. I'm just glad that this game isn't like some meaningless Thursday night game like yeah. it used to be for exactly. years. Exactly. Um, he's happy the Jags have finally started playing a little bit. The this is, the, the, I did not have this heavyweight championship belt of the Vils when we were sucking. Uh, I have it right. now. That, Brent's that, just happy that, to arrive right now. That's the takeover is about to happen. But you're with me. You will do this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's right. do it. Right. Uh, I love it. I mean, you know, the, the funny part about this is like, I mean. Uh-oh. He's going a little. That's a pretty amazing story. If the Titans win, then they will have snapped a six-game losing streak, and they will become the fourth division champion below five hundred. So yeah, that's rare. Right? I mean, it's not like it's a couple of uh, you know heavyweights, as you're saying necessarily. Yeah. But Jacksonville is certainly uh, one of the hotter teams in the league. All right, brother man. Uh, happy New Year. Uh, keep it rolling up there. I will work on the belt design, and we will have it you know, some kind of photo op or social media where we will keep shipping this bad boy back and forth uh, between bills. We'll talk to you soon. Love it. Love it. See, See you, Brent. Thank All you. Right, man. Uh, Brent Doherty on social media and 104.5 The Zone uh, up there in Nash Vegas, uh, 3HL. You can definitely check him out.
but uh, I like it. I like it. We're going to do tattoos, heavyweight belts. 20? I still got to dye my beard. I got all kinds of stuff to do now. 21 players on injury well, reserve. Dude, more than half, exactly half of their roster that they started with is on injury reserve. If they can't beat this team yeah. tomorrow night, seriously, yeah. with a quarterback who's just a guy, wow. All right. No, no that's, it's different. This is different. It's not the same franchise, okay? No, no it's It it's, is not. It this is, is obvious. You're preparing. The positive vibes you're going are helping. Out, and you're winning the game. All right, Jeff Tate's Big Rock Show hits tour with special guest Irish rocker Mark Daly. It is next Wednesday, Ponte Vedra Concert Hall in partnership with the Florida Theater. Tickets on sale. You can visit pvconcerthall.com for details. But how about, J.J., we had a ton of people calling this last time, right? Absolutely. To win these so tickets? Let's, uh, well, let's give away two, I guess. Then. All right, we're doubling up right now. Yeah, we're so caller number three and four at 641 I'll give you tickets. the game tomorrow, section 122, row B. This one's dedicated to Jeff Fisher. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. I knew we had some big hair, heavy metal Friday fans among our nooners, but I got to tell you, Joe and Matt. Get that up in the air. We love that. Uh, oh. JJ is having to monitor the phones right now as we're giving away those Queensryche Jeff Tate tickets. And I've never seen the phone lines oh, they love it. blow up for tickets of I, any kind. I told y'all, Queensryche. They love man. it. Like uh, Queensryche and then uh, the Welcome to Rockville, all those artists, they go nuts for them. Uh, so definitely, Bonavita Car- Concert Hall next Wednesday. Matt's put a big old stamp on, on in, in the whole act. He's going to play all Queensryche, I yeah, guarantee yeah. it. But right there was a little of our own. Okay, JJ, I don't know if you still have it spinning. JJ the DJ, but that was a little bit of our, you know, our own, our own Skinner. And we, you know, we adopted any rock that you have on your. Uh, well, this is for your friend who exactly. plays this every time that he crosses yeah. the bridge on simple the way to Simple man. And it really is. It's that simple. <laughs> and, and it's one of the best songs. He's in his office right now. He's so yeah. fired up. Man. I know. D- D- Double D from Southampton <laughs> is just loving it. But Simple Man is just the best. Okay? And, and you can go to a, a couple of them, you know, the Ballad of Curtis Lowe and some of the other ones that just are, aren't nearly as heralded. Right. As Freebird. Well, but Simple Curtis Man. Lowe's the best. Oh, my God. I just I hope that this, the musical selection and everything else we've provided for you on this fine Friday uh, entertains everyone who's at the office right now. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not sure how anyone is getting any work done. Because uh, I see everybody's online and everybody's calling in and texting in. So uh, you're ready for Saturday. There's it's, nothing wrong with that. Um, before we quick do a, a funky mm-hmm, fact with mm-hmm, Joe, mm-hmm. I do want to give a shout out. Did you guys see, and this is not because I called the game, did mm-hmm. you guys see the finish of UNF Kennesaw State last night? Did we win? Yes, the Ospreys nice. were victorious. Swoop. A half-court buzzer beater from the logo from what? Jose Placer. He had 10 threes Swoop. in the game. From the logo? Watch this. This is, and with, this is with 1.3 seconds wow. left on the clock. Wow. And this is one that uh, uh, the Brothers Cummings and uh, McQuitty, they were all telling me I need to be there. This is a conference game, I think. Yeah. It was, Kennesaw State. Playing really well as well. They were two and zero in conference play. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just mostly was I, the refurbished arena rocking. Yeah, it was awesome. Nice. Yeah, and that was with the students not on campus yet. School doesn't start till Monday, so I mean, wow. just wait till they get the students back on campus. That suite is awesome, by the way. You got to go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I just would be remiss if I didn't mention. You know, I, I really messed up messed up the call though. Oh really? As I really missed what was there for the taking mm-hmm. between Jose, Mr. Clutch, Mr. Clutch Placer, or No Way Jose. I really, no, I, I really, I really, dro- I really dropped the ball there. But first time back on you the. You can't uh, expect a half court 
No, winner. I mean, listen, I understand he was as high. A, no as way, a you, you did blow that. Yeah. No I way, really Jose. I really did blow it. I really awesome. did. I was ready you know, for Oscar worse? Barry. Actually, with... you know what? No way, Jose would have put you on Sports Center. Guarantee yeah, no, yeah. it. What's oh, worse? Guarantee it. You yeah. wouldn't what, be working here anymore. Yeah, yeah. sad. What's worse <laughs> is you not getting it. It's even worse. You let us know. Yeah, well, that's I want. Well, that's part of the fun. Is uh, you know, you messed it up or you left something there on the table for the taking. So that's what keeps you coming. We might start calling you Jose now. By the way, yeah, that's fine. That's all right. I I am Jose. Okay. Baseball has been very, very good to me. All right, now let's do a little funky fact. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. Uh, that, that would have been legendary, yeah. honestly, if you'd yeah. have said that. I know. I really good. dropped the ball. Well, that, of course, like five people came running over to me and said, "You." and I was like, well, now I, I'm sure the other two guys who will remain nameless who do the play-by-play may have, but mm-hmm. now I feel bad. But continue. All right, funky fact. You can definitely look for that Funky Buddha in the cooler section of your local grocer. So the distinction we've been talking about is that there may not have been a one among the receiving core in Jacksonville, and there may have been described as something less than that before, but we all know what they've done now. Three players over the 70-catch mark, one of only two teams that has that distinction. Who is the other? Say one it of, one more time. There are, there are two teams in the National Football League that have at least three players with over 70 catches. Jacksonville's one of them. Yep. Who was Evan Ingram, Zay Jones. And, and you know what I was doing when I first set that up, JJ? I'm looking straight at Matt Hayes because he said there's a bunch of threes. I'm so going to say the Bengals. I was just remind Yeah, I'm going to say the Bengals. I'm going to say the 49ers. And what about the Dolphins? Mm, it's going to be the Dolphins. Or the Eagles. I think it's the tight end and the two. It's uh, What's-his-face? Goddard. No. Oh, well, Gasecki. Gasecki. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So the Dolphins, 49ers. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. And then, well, how many teams do you need? Uh, just one. Just oh, one. just one? Oh. Just one. Only the one other team. I'm going to say, say the Bengals. Is it why? It can be any position. I'm going Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to go Just three players with at least 70 catches. I'm going to go with the Niners. Not the Bengals. Yeah, I'll right. go Dolphins. You went Niners, you went? Dolphins. And then you went? Dolphins. Dolphins. Okay. All right, so you got Jalen Waddell. With 70 catches, so he is right on the number. There's only one other Miami Dolphin, and that would be Tyreek Hill. Uh, who else did we say? I said the Niners. Uh, we got the Niners, who at the top of the list, let's see here real quick. You have got um, a couple of guys that have been able to get out of the box hot over the course of the first part of the year. Christian McCaffrey, with the combination of San Francisco and Carolina catches, he and Brandon Ayuk uh, are over it, but they are – Without a third player. Not George Kittle. Not George Kittle. Um, who else did we say? We said the Bengals. Cincinnati. Cincinati. Okay. The Cowboys, you got the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals. You got Jamar Chase. Uh, let me scan down. You got T. Higgins, uh, who has 73 catches, but they do not have another. And the Cowboys. And we mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. I'll just tell you no. Uh, that's the simple answer. Because C.D. Lamb is up there, and I don't believe anybody else is, among the top 30. The only other team includes... A former Jacksonville Jaguar, and his name is Leonard oh. Fournette. Oh, wow. wow. I did not oh, see that coming. Yep. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Leonard Fournette is right. He's 72 catches just ahead of Jalen Waddell. Uh, and so They're pretty, the dump down king this year. Pretty solid stuff. And, you know, the other thing that, that's really impressive when you think about it, it's just they, they have been able to just put it together consistently, spreading the ball out. Whereas if you think about what's going on with Tampa Bay, they've just been you know struggling a little bit to kind of find their way. There you go. A little funky fact. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I know Tommy gets the ball out quick and he gets it out effectively, but for uh, all the flack that's been 
sent towards him and Byron Leftwich in the play calling. I did mm-hmm. not expect that one, Josie. That's Very not nice. necessarily a good stat, by the way. Yeah. That they yeah. just dump it down to Leonard Fournette every time. Right. Face exactly. Up. Exactly. I was, that's easy, easily a career high for Lenny. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, he was he was trying to become more of a receiver here in Jacksonville before uh, ultimately parted ways with him. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Do we have another set of tickets to no, give no, away? We no, we're, right we're, we're du- we doubled up. All right, crazy. we double dipped, and yep. uh, we got two more segments to go. Speaking You're gonna kill of JJ if you keep doing that. But I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, JJ. <laughs> I know our friends on the on the on the phone lines. They they really want to see their guys, guy. Pontevedra Concert Hall next Wednesday. More XL Primetime after this. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. We've been cranking today. All of our rockers, our nooners. Keep that going. Out there. Are you kidding me? Damn Yankees? Yes. And there have been all sorts of good suggestions coming off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, and that one among them, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, this is Don't don't You Dare Tread on Me, which is what, you know, mm-hmm. the entire Jaguars yeah. franchise should be thinking right and now. I, I, bet there's, I bet there are a lot of good good <laughs> playlists out there that have those types of songs just based on title alone and, of course, the sound. But, you know, it's, it's time. It's time yes. uh, for this football team to be able to get over uh, on the enemy. Uh, and and do it for good for a while. I know so, that's the same thing I was saying with the Jets. You guys were all worried about the Jets. Just go play, man. Mm-hmm. You're I, the better team. Just yeah, go I was, play. Not I was just worried the Jets. About the quick turnaround. The Jets. The Texans. Mm-hmm. The last two weeks, it's felt like, all right, like when's the other shoe gonna drop? Mm-hmm. Even if you're the better team on paper, well, something fluky's gonna happen. Yeah. And they won both those games by how many scores? At least three. Yeah, well, the the ugliness though up in New York, and it was it was a, I think a back and forth point spread game, as far as the betters were concerned, and it took a little while. It was ugly, but then this other one this past week, it was a four point line, and they end up smoking them, which is what you want. That was wild. Mm-hmm. I am like really upset about myself for not doubling my income for betting on that game last week. <laughs> I was like, nuts? this is weird spread. I didn't touch it, and- but I love it by the way that Joe set up with the national radio station that we are exchanging belts now that the Jags are good. I, 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 I love that. And I got all of a sudden. Well, of course, and Brent said, well, I mean, all right, uh, whatever. Uh, now that the Jags are starting to win and make an actual <laughs> rivalry, yeah, he'll do it. And I th- I'm thinking to myself, why didn't I have this idea earlier? I'm thinking, well, I know why I didn't have yeah, this idea earlier. very fun. So I need, uh, you know, like as much as we have our tattoo uh, brethren out there trying to ink up sirs, I don't know if there's a guy that can – Design a, a heavyweight belt. Oh, I thought you already had one on like. I'm gonna on the go ready. find one. Yeah, on Amazon you probably can get <laughs> but, one. Yeah, I'm gonna way. go find one, but it's gotta say it's gotta say Battle of the Vils. Look, and it's gotta be jeweled up. Let's be jeweled. honest here. The, the wind is gonna be great if they win. Okay. Mm-hmm. The best part is gonna be Sirs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best part is gonna be that tattoo. That will be absolute gold. He ain't afraid. He's not. No. He's not. I just think it'll be just it'll be just so phenomenal to see him there because I don't think he thought it was gonna happen. Like, when he oh. made that statement, you know, three months ago, I don't think he thought it was going to happen. Now, here you are. You're literally a game away from us being in a tattoo parlor and him getting a tat. It'll be, uh, yeah, I like it. Well, that's the beauty of it is so we'll have that to talk about on Monday. And we have a national championship on yeah, Monday. Yeah, that day, right. So, yeah. I mean, there's also that part of the equation, too. I don't think we made any bets on that, but I do look forward to Leon doing cartwheels next year 
when Bo Nix wins the Heisman. Yeah, he, he, he reserved that for one year. He, he said that was this year and this year alone. Um, speaking of the national championship game, off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, my God, the pups are a cocky bunch to be as lucky as they have been. Two injured wide receivers away from being the same old pups as always. That's that's still an old angry Tide fan. They've still, been to like what yeah. three they, in a row, or how many times have they been to the playoffs? Yeah. Like they've been so dominant in the last five years. They, they the really, part come on, guys. You talk about two three wide receivers. Are, okay. are you talking about Mechie and Williamson? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because this is an angry I, tide I fan. mean, you just heard you heard Mike Griffith earlier in the program. Yeah, Marvin you Harrison. Add, add Marvin Harrison Jr. to the list yeah. now. I I felt for Marvin Harrison Jr. He had that helpless, ticked off look. But it, it, that's just the way it was. You know, it's just the way it went. And who knows? You know, Georgia, as, as Griff laid out, they had other injuries that they had to deal with too, but they were able to come back from them. And you are looking at a behemoth uh, that could be around for a while. Georgia's about to win back-to-back yeah. national titles with Stetson Bennett as their quarterback. Yeah. Not only that, Show them some respect. Not only that, in the, middle of, in the middle of how college football, the landscape of Score, of, score, of score. How you, no, no, of how you get players. Mm-hmm. It's completely changed. They lost 14 guys off their roster. Mm-hmm. They left for the portal. So 29 guys they lost. Think about that yeah. from that team. Yeah, and it's probably because he recruited something he thought he was going to get, and he didn't get it, and he just kind of moved them on. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Those yeah. guys left. They, well, they went to other places and started. There was like right. six guys that left from there of those 15, like six or seven were starters at other teams. Jermaine Burton but, but went that's to my point Alabama. Now. That's still my point. He moved them on. They no, didn't. no, no. They chose to go on. Well, you know what I'm saying. He didn't move Jermaine Burton. I can tell you that right now. Well, Jermaine Burton, did Jermaine Burton flash? Well, the I mean, at, no. the end, at the end of the season, he did, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, then at the end but, of the the, but the idea was he was going to be there one. Mm-hmm. He just didn't play that well. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like based on the way that guy coaches, he lets people know who's, who's got a chance and who doesn't, who puts in the work and who doesn't. Real quick before we say hello to the Frangie show, mm-hmm. I want to call back an earlier topic in the show. We were talking Gator basketball. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how Todd Golden and the Gators off to the worst start in since '96. And and what happened 95, in 96. what happened in '95 '96? Who well, did they say goodbye to? Lon Kruger. Um, guess what photo was just tweeted out from some is of the there... official Gators? Uh, oh get, no, Lon get, and Todd. Oh, Lon, Lon no. Kruger is at Gator practice <laughs> right now as we speak. They're reversing the curse, and that's what the Jags are going to do for the AFC South on yeah. Saturday night too. Yeah, they're going to try. We're going to see. I just, uh, I don't know whether I don't know what's up with Todd. Okay, I just know that uh, they were they 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 were down by double digits at the half to an A and M team, and they clawed their way back. Started strong. And then, once again, didn't have a, a play at the end to make a shot. That's against Auburn. That's against A&M. And they're off to a lousy It's weird. I'm not seeing, I'm not right seeing fire Todd Golden hashtags not on, yet. on Twitter. That's been, Wait till Mike White comes weeks. back to town. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's only been a few weeks. It, it took a, a couple of years for that to happen to Mike White. You, you do remember that. So they didn't do that right away. Because Mike pre- White actually had success right away. I think I pre- Hack might have done it right away. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I appreciate the dedication to the reverse jinx, though. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. done, Todd Golden. And yeah. you know what? The Jags are going to end all jinxes, all stri- streaks and curses. They're going to bring Urban back yeah. <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> night. All right, we got a party. Honored pregame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got a party set up at Strings, so we will just see how fired up that fan base is coming up next. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. You've heard that line from NFL Films. That's my kind of party, baby. 
Well, they have it going on over at Strings this afternoon with the Frangie Show as they are ready to roll. And I'm guessing the afternoon is just going to build with enthusiasm. Am I I right? Let let me tell you, who's there? Is Mia Mia and Matt both there? Yes, we are. We're here. I want want to say this to Mia and Matt. Can I say this to both of you? Go for it. There's three things to know in this world, okay? Jordan took over basketball games like nobody else. Okay. Tom Brady took over football like nobody else. Okay. Cowart takes over parties like nobody else. Just in case y'all didn't know the game. So if Cowart, Cowart, you've got to be coming here, don't well, you? Don't you have to be coming here? Hey, uh, let's add one to it. Uh, can a okay. deep smoke wings? That's, uh, that's yes, just add one yes, to it. Yes, doggone right. Yeah. So uh, this is a. I'm going to say this. This is a Joe Cowart level party. Me and Matt. Does that tell you something? Yeah, that it tells does. you something. That that is, means it's big time. That means everybody are, who's listening no right driving. now yeah. has got to get I, down I, there to Springfield. Yeah. Turn your car around. Go to Springfield. Right. Well, but let me tell you this. I will. This I did not expect. I knew we'd have a good crowd here. I did not necessarily think it would be packed when we started the program. Oh, yeah. I'm just being honest. It is packed as we start the program. So, so should uh, I be taking an Uber? Should I not be you, driving? You, What's you, a, yeah, yeah, that's a yes parking and yes. situation? Those are yes and yes. Well, mm-hmm. don't worry about the parking. You just should take an Uber for all, all kind of reasons is what you should do, Mia. Right. Hey, so I and, love that. And right. Matt and Joe and all you. Um, this is a great place. We have a great time here. The Jaguar fans that have showed up here, this is freaking awesome. You guys are awesome. Look at this crowd in here. I mean, this is – and they're here before we even start. Uh, those, those 100 T-shirts are going to go pretty quick, I have to tell you that. I thought we may have 100 T-shirts the last – I thought they'd last till four. There's no chance. These T-shirts are gone. We're going to have a big party today. Mike Keith from the Titans is going to join me by phone. Pete Prisco is going to join us by phone. Chad Johnson stopping by. The, um, I love that. Senior Vice President of the Jags. Tell us all about ticket sales and the way this thing is going. But uh, this is an amazing crowd here. We're going to be having fun all day long talking Jaguar, Titan football, and about nothing else. So uh, y'all get down here if you can, guys. We can't wait to get started. Frange, I have to ask, though, will you be yeah. visiting the tailgates before your broadcasting responsibilities begin? I'm going to try to come over there to, to, the, to, 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 to I'm gonna see you guys live. And then if I, if I do that, if they let me, I'll go to that slab if I'm, a, if I'm invited. Okay. But I, but I, but I will, I'm but apparently I won't, escorting Coach Campo, so I can see I what I can that. do as far as, you yeah. know, negotiating yeah. that with my on-air responsibilities. I have so many <laughs> – I get it. I so respect the, 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 the brigade and what they do, and I've never had a chance to see it. It may not be tomorrow because of all the pregame stuff we've got to do, Mia, but, uh, but I, might, I might. Let's see how, let's see how the early part of the day goes. But uh, I sure am excited about the weekend tomorrow, today, and all of it. We can't wait to get started. All right. We'll get them over there, Frank. Have fun. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All Don't right. they have those, like, garage doors there? Extremely? Oh, yeah. Francie show. Yeah, pull them up. The weather's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. honestly, it's an open-air place. It's yeah, a really big nice. area with their dining set up. They got the craft. Uh, and you have a little courtyard patio in the back area also. So they've got it all. Basketball but, hoops. Yeah, exactly. You could shoot over in, on the side. But the one thing that what we were just saying from Frank is that Uber in, because that way you won't have to worry about parking, because it will get a little yeah, tight down there. Park the street and walk a couple you know, blocks. So yeah. what? It's a nice day out. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But head on down there and enjoy it. It's right there on Main Street in Springfield uh, Strings. Uh, we are out. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, we hope that you guys all have a great time into the night and then tomorrow. We got all of that. Pick? Yeah. You got a pick for me? Oh, I've got the Jags winning. You think anything I've said is anything different than that? Look, this is a football team that has been transformed, and I'm now calling it the Peterson plan, okay, because it's been transformed. They understand now what they're playing for, how to play for it, and how to go get it, and that's thanks to Doug Peterson uh, and the play of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, 20, it's a 23-10 win. All right. 
2310 wins. I'm still an MJD exile. Remember, mm. me and MJD are in our corner, so mm. I have to like legally say the Titans. You know who I'm really rooting for. I'm rooting for the Jags, but I yes. I mean, I, I think Titans score first and everybody starts to panic, and then 24-7 final something like that. And, and you can hear the anthem underneath us. This is about as good as a Duval anthem. You know, we're not going to take it anymore. You know, bump you, Nashville, all right? Bump you. So let's get out of here. Start hydrating. Anthem and Big John. Come on, Joe. That ain't good enough. You got to set the blood out my mouth. Let's go, baby. Whoa!